1: 69 of Warcraft Reloaded, a podcast brought to you by Mash Those Buttons, covering World of Warcraft Classic and its community. I am Bobby, also known as Blazing Bob, and today we're joined by Ryan, aka Cognitive Pit, also known as Yip. How you doing?
2: Hello, I'm doing fantastic, Bobbert. How are you doing? Doing good, Bobbert. Wow, I haven't heard that one in forever.
1: <laughs> I actually had a guy named Blazing Bobbert. Back in the day. Oh, was, nice. You would. That was I was called uh, quite a bit in grade school, Bobbert. <laughs> oh, and we're also joined by Mel, a.k.a. Melarita. How you doing?
3: Hi. I'm good. Did you guys miss me last week? Were you guys so sad?
1: We did. We did.
3: Yeah. I know. Bob cried all night because he was just so sad that I wasn't there. And Yip did, too, obviously.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. You got me. I know. <laughs> I wanted I, to, I, I wanted to not. I, I wanted to not be there so I could get more secrets from Kim. I was like, <laughs> Bob, eke those secrets out. How can we all be rich like him?
1: Right? Like, what do we have to do? You know, there is definitely some things. Like,
2: when we're asking him
1: questions, he's like,
2: uh. Yeah, he's like, let me think about like,
1: how I'm like, going to. Yeah, w- which one? Which secrets do I want to divulge? Yep. Which ones do I want to keep to myself? What can I say? You guys, I
3: feel like every time, every time I donate to the guild bank, it like eats a little bit of like my insides. But I feel bad because I use the guild bank all the time, right? So like, I'll, <laughs> I'll put stuff in there, and I'm like, Kim, do you want me to put this in here? And he's like, Yeah, that'd be great. And I'm like, Okay. And I just like watch like gold leaving my inventory, <laughs> and I'm like. But I don't have to buy consumes, so it's okay, Mel. You can put it in there.
2: <laughs> it's like a warlock draining your soul the whole time. Just taking yeah. <laughs> your soul shards from you. I'm I'm also curious. I, I
1: I donate still uh pretty frequently, like fifty, a hundred gold here and there. I'm curious of how many people I haven't looked at the log to see how many people do that, but I
2: think it's more stuff oriented nowadays. I think people will go to a dungeon and they'll like donate their prismatics or something. Like I think that sort of thing is where that's what I do. If I go out and there's stuff <laughs> in my warrior's inventory, that's going right in the G-Bank.
3: <laughs> there you go.
1: Yeah, for me, if it's, if it's, if it's just been a good week, i just give like a portion. It's kind of like taxes in the way that I think about it, but that's that's just how I do it. I'm sure everybody has, has their own little way. But-
3: I think of it like it's less than I would have to spend on consumes each week if we didn't have a good guild bank, and so that's how I'm like...
1: <laughs> You're still
3: really winning. feel good about it.
1: <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, we're. I mean, I'm paying far less than I would be if yeah. I was using all the consumes that I'm that I'm using. Well, so, we know everybody's using deal.
3: consumes, right? Like, there's literally no excuse not to use consumes now. So, yeah. the longer we can keep that going, I think that's why we've had a lot of success.
1: Yeah, it's been super healthy for the for the morale of the guild. You don't have people complaining about progression wipes are like oh okay i've already spent 400 gold you know those guys that are always in the guild that'll just complain about consumes constantly
2: so we don't have to deal with that you don't have a weak link either where you die and you're down 400 gold but that guy's lost zero gold right he's not popping (laughs) scrolls or elixirs yep right
3: i will say though like spirit elixirs have gone like way up and I think it's because there's not a lot of priests in raids that are, like, have improved divine spirit. And so spirit, did I say elixirs? I meant scrolls.
2: Okay, scrolls. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say, I was like, spirit elixirs, I've got questions about this. <laughs> no. I was I was really going to be like, you know you can still use Zanzas, right? They've got 25 <laughs> spirit on them. They're guardian I'm pretty elixirs.
1: sure you did say elixirs, but my brain just plugged in scrolls. I probably should have said something.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant I was scrolls. waiting to
2: hear. I was like, I don't know every elixir in the game, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not the alchemist. Nope, <laughs> nope. But, nope. hey, you do... For anyone who doesn't know, though, Zanzas are still rule and are heavily... They're one of the highest-statted items, uh, elixirs in the game. The guardian elixir with 25 stam, 25 uh, spirit on them.
4: No, that's a good call. Yeah. Yeah,
3: I don't and think it's two better hours. than a healing elixir though.
2: Man, when you're getting one <laughs> shot, maybe it was
3: <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's fair.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the show. So this this week we are we're gonna go over reviews. We're gonna go over some of the, the emails we've gotten. Um and we we still aren't through them all because we're just not going to be able to read a ton every week. But we will try and make sure and keep them in the order they were received, unless something's very time sensitive. Uh, and then we're going to go over what we've been doing lately. In wow, and wow! Then we're going to hit our raid progress, which spoiler alert was pretty awesome for the most part. And then we're going to go over the news. I'm going to start doing the news. TBC News First, Classic Fresh News Afterwards. So anybody who tunes into the show that's just interested in one or the other, you'll be able to see the timestamps, and it'll be just a straight progression through each of those sets of of news to kind of help out the different listeners that are only interested in one of the things. Then at the end of the show, we're going to play a pre-recorded recording of... A uh, friend of the show, Na- Naismith, came on and gave me, Yip, and our guild leader, Harskar, some tips on KT that uh, you know helped us on our initial try of KT last night. So we're going to play that at the very end, and then that'll be the show. So with that being said, let's get into it. We had a couple new reviews.
2: Yeah, the first review was on a podcast, Great Weekly TBC Classic Podcast. Five out of five star classic WoW <laughs> podcast. I've converted at least five of my guildies to weekly listeners. We Woo-hoo. love laughing and discussing your weekly adventures. I especially enjoy the raid progression updates and funny wipes slash metal <laughs> dying too much. Uh, my guild has had its fair share of blooper deaths and T5 content, and I know the community appreciates sharing in the misery and shenanigans together. Keep up the good work for the horde, bloodless not heroism, the thunder from down under Huron on Fairbanks. Shout out to my guildies in Insomnia, the best late night professionals on the server. Uh, I do, nice. I especially want to say, I can't even get Alliance to call heroism heroism. Even Alliance call heroism bloodlust, <laughs> and it aggravates me so much. Bob says, Should we, shouldn't we? we be bloodlusting? And HeartScare, I don't even say bloodlust, no, just I say lust. Lust, yeah, everyone just says lust, and it, Drives me up a wall. <laughs> Get out of here with this lust nonsense. It's like it's just it, that's
1: that's what it was in Warcraft
2: Three. It's like some so it's sort of oh yep, come it's on. like on. That's we not are th- no one's calling it lust because of Warcraft Three. You're all calling it lust because <laughs> yeah. you're horde you're a horde apologist You played horde during retail at some point. <laughs> That's the real answer. All of the live both sides. You're just dog whistling to your horde friends like, "Yeah, we're going to lust, guys. We don't heroism in this guild."
1: Lust is easier to say. You could say hero. Yeah,
2: you but just then, say hero. Yeah. Like but every, then every time
1: they 20. did that I would break out into
2: song. I
1: need a hero.
3: Yeah, see, that's it would just ruin the the problem, though.
4: <laughs> that is yeah, not, you ridiculous. know, a
3: universal problem. Listen,
2: we have a server mute button. That's not a problem. Let's <laughs> call- <laughs> <laughs> we can call a hero. Something
1: that I want to pull out of this podcast, and I think it's great, like...
2: Out of this telling podcast? Telling or
1: out of this, this, this review, I think it's great, because the biggest way to grow the show is to tell your friends, and I think it's hilarious... That they actually, like, we're like a, a freaking sitcom to them. They're like, oh, do you hear what Bob did? Oh, do you hear what Mel did? Like, it's kind of it's neat that they, you know, that they have fun with us, you know, on a weekly basis. And I just had never thought about that.
2: I'm glad you read it as a sitcom. I was getting more freak show vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing die. I'm glad you, you enjoyed die. me dying. Yeah. I, Mel's like, <laughs> yeah, just like normal, uh, normal entertainment, seeing me die again and again.
1: <laughs> it's funny because it's true.
2: Can
3: can I give a spoiler here? Cause spoiler alert.
4: Yeah,
3: Mel did not die at all. On SSC until Vash.
2: It's true.
5: Can we
3: get a high five here? Like, I feel like I need a, a lot of. That's a
2: huge for this. spoiler. Eh, we've got all that other content on Farm anyway. <laughs> it's it's an anti spoiler of like, hey, we're not garbage.
3: <laughs> okay, but the l- last time I was on, I'm pretty sure I died 18 times or something insanely <laughs> crazy like that. And I would just like to say that Bushy and I last night tied for deaths. So, nice. we were in a tie, which has never happened before.
1: <laughs> you weren't getting the soul stones on, per, on, per, on progression, so that probably helped.
3: Fair. Yeah, that's the only reason I die.
1: <laughs> well, just saying, you, instead of you know two deaths, you just had one.
3: Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's great. But she tried to tell me that he was going to... Um, battle Resume just to increase my deaths. Because you you we are allowed
2: to live after you take a soul stone, you know. What? <laughs> Implying that taking a soul stone is like a guaranteed additional death.
4: <laughs> no, it's <laughs> just
3: it's just when I die during a fight and I have a soul stone, I usually have <laughs> to take my soul stone and then I potentially die again. So it gives me two opportunities to die.
1: Now you got me scared. I hope nobody's, nobody's down raking soul stone.
3: Wait, what? That's a thing?
1: Yeah, because you could use, like, just like a downranked res. You could use a soul stone that reses somebody with, like, no health or mana.
2: <laughs> well, when we talk about raid, I'll, I'll explain why that very well may be the case as far as our <laughs> warlock or our raid warlocks go.
4: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> not me, not me. But yeah, let's go on to the next review. Uh, yeah, so the next review, uh, thank you, Huron, for that first one. Uh, the next one is from Shade ZW. Best TBC podcast, period. Simply the best TBC classic podcast there is. Hosts are knowledgeable and funny. If you're a WoW fan, don't miss this podcast. You heard it? You heard it here? If you're listening to this, I hope you're not missing the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Please don't shut it off yet.
1: (laughs) I think uh, think knowledgeable is a good word for us. Not expert, knowledgeable. I think occasionally knowledgeable.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We have
3: our moments.
2: Yeah. We're up front when we're not.
3: (laughs) Yeah, we at least let you know. That's a
2: big thing. Uh, But those are the two uh, reviews for the week. We have a couple emails as well, too. But thank you so much for the reviews. Uh, They help us out a ton and we always appreciate them. Now to move on uh, to a couple emails that we received. Uh, The first one from a fellow player on White Mane. Sup, gang. This is my second review, although it is more of a request. The first review was on Apple Podcasts. And since I can't review twice, I'm now emailing you. First of all, I had been through a busy time at work, so much so that I almost quit WoW, but your podcast kept my interest afloat. Now I am back full throttle, so thank you for the great work on the pod. Secondly, I have a level 70 warlock, and I have always been a lock. A lock is who I am. But now I have a 70 pally tank, and being an off tank is my new passion. <laughs> Quick turnaround. <laughs> I don't get the responsibilities that main tanks get, But I do get to be in all the action, and it's so much fun. Big shout out to all the off tanks. Thirdly, this is my request. The WoW servers are currently down, I think. I'm unable to log on, so I did the next best thing. I YouTubed the lore of the Burning Crusade, and WoW is there a mountain of lore. It is so, so interesting. My request is if you guys can have a special episode, maybe a Christmas special or something, but please tell us the story of WoW the Burning Crusade. I feel like you guys would do an excellent job understanding how all the raid bosses are connected and even Lich King being a thing right now and how the Draenei escaped uh, to Zangarmarsh for refuge and that, and even how Mag is captured underneath Ramparts in order to give the orcs that we fight in Shattered Hall all that power. It's fascinating. Please consider it. Thanks, Ozzy Hendrix slash Ozzy Moon for the horde White Mane. PS, yep, thanks for waving back that one time I ran into you in Shattrath. Even though I had to wave to you seven times before you waved back. P.S.S.S.S.S.S.S. Steel Wolf is my favorite. Wow. His voice reminds me of Jason uh, Mantzoukas, who's like that crazy guy. I don't know if you guys watch like Brooklyn Nine-Nine or anything. This guy's like an, this guy always plays this like manic character. He's got like a big beard and wild hair. I kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's just like what's up guys <laughs> so he's got this like crazy <laughs> and no hit Jerome was a great guest he had so much to the convo and it was very quick funny sorry for the long message don't you worry about your long message what, what's funny is and Bob and I have the same feeling um but whenever any horde starts emoting at us there's like this weird like decision of like I'm not I don't want to assume but does this person know me? <laughs> is this is this person way- emoting at me because of, of the podcast, or is this someone that I've murdered a lot? Is this someone that I just <laughs> faced in arena and they're like BMing me, and I, I didn't realize? Like, there are so many options. <laughs> whenever yes, so it's happening, it's it's definitely
1: bizarre because I played the game for years and didn't do a podcast and. You know, now even in like Altrick Valley with Alliance, like all of a sudden I'm getting one person clapping at me and bowing over and over again. And I'm just like, is that a listener?
3: You guys want to yeah. know my experience with this? Is I had somebody message me yesterday and say, hey. And I was like, I don't know who this is. I was like, hi. And then he asked me if he could buy my moon cloth cooldown.
2: oh I thought I had the other thing as well I remember you Ozzy Hendrix slash Ozzy Moon I can't remember which one you were on and I've seen you around we have a warlock in our guild named Ozzy and I've I've (laughs) seen you and when you waved at me I remember being like is this is this our Ozzy does he just have a horde character on another account on this server because that it it's very coincidental in all the waving, but looks like that's not the case. <laughs>
3: mm.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like it, it Ozzy
3: it Jewels is a pretty
1: big part of the guild too.
3: Maybe Ozzy Undercover, right? Yeah, right. But I I will also say how frequent. Okay, because I don't think I would even notice if anybody waved to me. Like, do you guys have that in like a separate area? You and
2: or Bob something? are boomers who don't look at your chat.
4: Well, yeah, I've don't.
2: I've got it in
1: like. I've got one chat that has guild, raid, party. Same. Then I have one chat that's just tells. Then I have one chat that is everything else. And then I switch over to combat log when I need to see what happened. But
2: Bob does not look at guild, raid chat, dude, or party chat. Uh,
1: you just need to like watch the uh, VODs back because Bob's been somebody when asked in raid and not even in Last week voice. we were yelling about <laughs> summons. <laughs> It's hit and miss, but like, I'm reading <laughs> I'm not, it at least it half more. the time. You now. are doing yeah. it more.
2: I will admit, there was a time like in Nax, you just it was like a hundred percent chance Bob was not reading whatever got written in. <laughs> never. Yeah, Raid. never, Uh You definitely have gotten better, but I think that that is. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it, last yeah. thing on this
1: email is I think that's a neat i idea for a pod and. We actually have a show on the mash those buttons net network called Torn in the Goblin" that just focuses on wow lore so and they do it across everything and they jump back and forth like throughout, but maybe I'll reach out to to one of them to maybe jump on for you know some sort of holiday special where and I know Yip knows the lore pretty good too, so they oh, could yeah. kind of go back and forth tell the story that'd be pretty neat so we definitely will put that into, cons- into consideration, and thank you for the idea.
2: Yeah, you can see. You can very quickly find out that we're the villains of the story. Illidan is just chilling out and in a whole other planet, and we go to him. All right? That ain't right. <laughs> That's his house. Yeah, I'm.
1: it'll be neat for me just because I don't know the story, so I'll be able to ask questions and be like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> so
2: that would be cool. It's cool. I I love WoW lore. WoW lore is like something that has always kept me interested uh, in the game, I think. It's just something that's like deep and rich and it's kind of hard to keep up with retail now, but there's like retcons and stuff like that. But for classic lore, it's simple and I get it still. Uh, but thank you so much for your email. Uh, and we have one other uh, hello. Oh, this is called the subject is WoW Classic Fresh. Hello. I hope all is well and you are all staying healthy. I'm a huge fan of the pod and have a quick opinion on the whole classic fresh thing. I know you guys have talked about the seasons have to be longer because of how much content there is in WoW. I had a thought on how Blizzard could get around this whole world buffs and other changes. What if each phase of classic was a new season? So for season one with Molten Core uh, and such, you could keep the changes like no world buffs and other things. But at the end of each phase, you could switch up the rules a bit. It keeps the game interesting every couple of months and rocks the community a bit each time. Maybe by phase six with Nax, you bring back world buffs to compensate for the raid difficulty, but you change up something else to keep us on our toes. Would you be interested or would be interested in your takes on this idea and if there are holes that I am not seeing? Anyways, sorry for the length of the email, but hope this is interesting enough for the next episode.
4: For the Alliance!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Trophies, <laughs> Human Priest. Uh, well, Was that for somebody you. who wanted there that
3: you know. as a sound clip?
2: No, I feel like I got to do a better one for the sound clip. Someone did want one as a sound clip. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah, just to let you
1: know, someone did tweet out and ask for that. So I went ahead and at mash.gg slash discord, <laughs> <laughs> I put my sound clip that I made of him a while back to throw in at different times if I wanted to. But he does it enough, so I haven't had to do that, but I got it, gave it to the guild. <laughs> So I went ahead and pinned that guild. in the uh, in the in the Warcraft reloaded uh, chat in mash.gg slash discord. If anybody wants that for... Because this guy wants it as his text message alert, which I thought was hilarious. I just imagine myself at a grocery
2: store and hearing,
1: for the Alliance!
2: <laughs> I have a couple of takes on this guy's idea. Let's hear it. The first is... I have a problem with them switching what the mastery is between patches because I'm I believe that a game requires a social contract in order to be fun. And in order for a game to be fun, you need to know the rules. And if you don't know the rules, then next patch or next the next like when BWL comes out and all the you know, you have to play the game upside down with reverse controls. You're not going to be super happy. Um, They're going to beta test anything like this, no matter what. So each phase is going to be like figured out and solved for the most part anyway. Right. Um, by the time it comes out, it's just going to be kind of weird. I like the idea though. So I'm going to counter it with a couple ideas. Then you guys can talk about your ideas too. So my first one is I like, I like the idea of them not telling us how they're making content harder. So right now they're, they're forcing us to, Uh, beta test because they can't internally do that of course games can't be internally tested any longer (laughs) Um, but what I would like to see is like BWL comes out and you don't know how hard it's going to be you don't know how much health exactly they're going to have you don't know what abilities they might end up like improving or something like that or you don't know how much damage they're going to do I think having some element of like progression involved um, keeps it interesting so I sort of like the base idea. I wouldn't want it to be too wacky between patches, but just having, but just going into the unknown, I think is something that keeps the game interesting. Um, Someone in our guild actually had an idea that uh, sort of like mythic keys on retail, you could have raids. A season could specifically be like this where uh, every week the raid could have different affixes on bosses. So like, mythic plus keys it'll be like oh there's more ads on bosses or this one can just add this one can just do a living bomb now um was his suggestion but there'd be like a list of set affixes that rotate every week and then that way you wouldn't have that speed run meta where it's like how fast can someone do the same content over and over again right. but every week you don't know if you could clear that content and you'd be competing on a weekly basis like who can get this raid down who can get this raid down good enough and i thought that was really cool and interesting so i definitely think that you're onto something where changing what's going on and keeping it fresh i think is really important but a part of that has to do with yeah. just the beta testing process the fact that we're testing all the content so thoroughly before it comes out um i think that that is just it just spells a problem because people will theory craft all the great players will theory craft and then it'll just be trickled down all over again uh the same way that we all became warrior. <laughs> after private servers found out they're amazing right I think
3: there's that like that level of you can make changes every phase but then different things are good right so you spent a bunch of time working up a warrior and then maybe they do something phase two and now you have to work up another character right it just doesn't feel rewarding to me
2: (laughs) man melee sucks now in this phase
3: (laughs) yeah right and I think We also have to think about something that you said, Yep, that kind of made me think is like, I feel like everybody's, when anybody says something like, this is what they do in retail, it's like everybody in the classic community, not everybody, but like a portion of people in the classic community shut down. They're like, we don't want retail, right? Like, that's a retail thing. We don't want that, right? But I do think that there are good things in retail that- if you put them into the classic community, I think that they would enjoy them. But knowing that they come from retail, I feel like makes them much more like controversial. (laughs) I was just making
2: fun of Bob subconsciously. I was was just making fun of Bob the other night being like, you're solely suggesting retail changes. And he's like, well, it's not that I don't like something because it's retail. I just don't like retail. And there's reasons why I don't like it. And I think that that's how people need to start like approaching these things. Like, there are things you can take from retail that are good. There's a reason why yeah. these changes happened. Like they were trying to solve problems with these changes. And like, so it, it does make sense that, but yeah, classic players, it's like retail. They they put their hands it's over like, their yeah. ears.
1: <laughs> yeah. And even subconsciously they they will do it. and And especially, you know, I was actually, I'm still pretty ignorant on like, retail as a whole because i haven't played in so long but with this podcast i've had a lot of different emails interactions with people comments on youtube yada 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 that have told me that hey what you said on the pod was 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 wrong like this is how it works and i'm like oh well, i didn't really know that i've just i i only knew what you know friends and different things had told me but this podcast has opened my eyes to a whole a whole lot more information than i had prior and it's neat but I still am not going to 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 retail, and there's many different big reasons that it just can't happen. I mean, one of the biggest ones is it's just like bloated. I mean, it's bloated as hell, and I don't, I don't, I just don't want to do that. You know, like it would make my brain go crazy. But there are definitely things in retail that can be looked at. Like I don't understand why anybody wouldn't want rated BGs. I mean, as a warrior who's been doing arena and doesn't want to go find the perfect you know arena partner like wants to play with with friends rated bgs would be amazing for me because i'd be so good in a rated B, bg team as a as a warrior and so i you know there's different things that i think you could definitely pull and i don't inherently hate anything just because it's retail
2: but yeah i mean i think that's a i think that's a A good suggestion, I'd personally be worried about it (laughs) From from the email.
1: I did want to say also on this, so I don't know about changing, like, you know, Molten Core week by week, but we're going to get into the news, and I believe what you're asking for is going to be happening throughout this Classic Fresh. They're doing things to Molten Core and to Onyxia. And I believe that as soon as, you know, it launches, they're going to be starting to work on BWL. And you'll hear that in the news. There's some interesting things coming. It's no longer. It's hashtag quite a few tages. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that when we get to the news, though. All right, guys. Um, what have you? We're, we're going to skip the next email. We'll get it next next week. It's kind of long. And we want to go ahead and tell your story. So
2: we're going to wait till next week. What have
1: you guys been doing lately and wow
2: optimizing myself for sick parses
4: <laughs> that's
2: <laughs> that's what I've been doing I made myself a dragon maw uh that was uh nice. interesting I had to do i had to pug Wait, a pug lot what of is a dragon ma it is the second tier blacksmithing hammer that is not storm herald it's like the one handed dps one
1: um and the one that all the supposed prot tanks are parsing with when they dual wield right
2: well it's just there it's just the it's just a dps weapon that's why they're using it it's just a really good dps weapon so that's um what they're doing to do more dps so i was like well i'm gonna go for sick parses you know i I, I parse pretty well in the normal just like safety route but uh i decided you know forget safety i'm the main tank i i need to be more unreasonable (laughs) and make more demands So (laughs) that's how I spent uh, my time. I was just getting live up to tank Diva. Yeah. Yeah. And heroics, heroics were interesting because it it led me to an interesting conclusion that our server is dead (laughs) or maybe the game's dead. (laughs) I don't want to be this guy, but I couldn't find, I couldn't even find heroics to tank some days. It was absolutely abysmal. How many people were trying to do heroics, uh, it was zero. It's like one guy looking for everybody. Or if they're doing a heroic, it's just slave pens because of how easy it is <laughs> and you can skip. So trying to get like six heroics done in a day is, is nuts.
1: Yeah, our server for Alliance is getting a little scary at this point.
2: It's not that small, though. That's what's so crazy. If you look at the population numbers, it's still a huge amount of players. I just think they're not coming on to do heroics. Like, people just aren't playing the game with each other Um, and i understand that because why do a heroic with a pug when you can do it with your guild right if you have a guild that you're with yeah
1: well and okay so the badge gear people might not realize but new badge gear does come in with 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 phase three with with uh, mount hyjal and black temple but most likely the karazhan badge change comes in then too, so why spend this time getting three badges per heroic when you have to pug it? When your guild is probably going to run quite a few Karazans, and you're going to get what fourteen badges or something like that per.
2: And everyone already has a lot of badges if they're not playing alts. Like I was playing yeah. with a healer who had twelve hundred badges. He said the extra. He just like kept doing. Twelve <laughs> hundred. Yeah, I mean, if you've been doing heroics every day, <laughs> there's
4: I there's just
2: no. And those are the only people I could find doing heroics. Uh, the other cool conclusion that I came to, though, was kind of sick in heroics now. It's kind of been a while since I plugged a bunch of them. But I was just straight carrying some of these noobs coming in here. They didn't know how to play their characters. They were pulling extra, but I had—I just had a lockdown. Like I can live really well now. I'm like controlling all the mobs in there, and I'm just like, oh man, I'm—I'm I'm a hard carry I now. I got this. Beginning of the expansion, I was like, man, I wish I was a paladin. I hate my life. <laughs> no one wants to run with a warrior, but finally, I feel like I've bridged that gap with uh, tier five raid gear. There you go. <laughs> Heroics are a breeze with pugs now.
1: Yeah, I kind of wish you would have messaged me because I could still use a few more badges for the just in case I have to get fire resist one week.
2: I just play at weird times. So I'll do them out throughout the day or like like I'll post in like discord for one like one minute. But then it's like I don't want to wait. So I'll just find I'll try to find a group immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, well, if
1: you if if you do any more, let me know. Like just send me a DM because I can possibly hop on pretty quick.
2: Sounds good. But I did make my dragon ma, so I'm all done. But that's what I've been doing. It's all been focused on my personal raid improvements. Mm -hmm. Nice.
1: And Mel, what have you been doing?
3: Well, I've been epically raid logging. And I did get on to do our Gruel Mag stuff on Wednesday. Very reluctantly got on. But Bob reminded me that I had said yes in the ready check that we did on Tuesday that I would go. I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> and so that's fine. I got on. And I will say well, And
1: I also said, you know, we don't need we don't want to set a precedent. You and I don't need anything at all from gruel and have it for a while, but we don't want to set the precedent of not showing up when we don't need anything. We still want to show up for the guild, you know.
3: Correct. But I have really never needed hardly anything like since like that is very true i mean i got a necklace like really quick and yeah i haven't really needed anything since so no don't make me feel bad about that because i've been going a long time but i went and i will say i was just like oh man we wiped a couple times and we were doing it with less people and it was fine like I didn't mind, but I know people that were going to Kara after. I feel like that was like a very extended raid night, potentially, well, for them. There was a
2: key player missing from that raid night. You.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, nah, I don't think you would have made any difference. Let's be <laughs> real. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but other than that, I mean, I think... I don't know. I've been crazy busy at work, so it's a lot of just... I've kind of given up on PvP this season. I don't know. I just, I don't have enough time to get better at my druid. So I feel like I just can't do that.
2: That's how I feel about my druid, to be honest. Like, I've stopped playing my druid entirely because it's just sort of like, it's enough to focus on my warrior right now. I'm getting enough out of it and it's already enough time that, yeah. And that my druid... Yeah,
1: And in retrospect, I didn't realize how easy I thought it would be easier, but I didn't realize how easy it would be to pay for respects at this point in TBC. Like, for instance, I just paid for yips the other night so he could come and just do arena with us for one night before he had to respect
2: back. It's because yeah, these psychos try to do arena for two hours. Hey, spend a hundred gold so you can arena for two hours on a team that isn't gonna be our points gaining team.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah, it would just I mean, just you know, just just for a good time. But it is fun. I didn't realize that and I wish I would have realized that earlier because I think Mel would have had a lot more fun. She would have been you know, she would have been able to respect to discipline. It would have been fairly similar to her play style. She wouldn't have had to learn, but at this point now, to get her decked out in in like the PvP gear that her druid has is just not on the table, and it's a bummer because it's so hard and so long yeah. to do that grind. You get
2: weekly points now, and then just get half off season two gear at the end. And then yeah, but yeah. it's not. I mean, it's not
1: really the Arida gear that's the problem. It's the BG gear. It's the it's honor not, gear. The BG gear is not
2: that important. I don't. know. I, I think it's pretty important.
3: Eh. I mean, it's it not. is to an extent, right? Like, I feel like at this point, though, I've just realized, like, I don't have time to do two characters learn like two completely different playstyles, right? Like, I thought I could, and I like wanted to, and I really liked the druid, but I realized very quickly that there's a lot to the druid, and it's one of the hardest,
2: the druid the hardest hard classes in PvP.
3: to play, and
2: buttons to push.
3: Yeah, it is a lot of buttons to push, okay? Don't make fun.
2: No, I I have a true, I It's like there are games where I just no, don't Cyclone be at season. all. I was like, didn't Cyclone at all. And I'm like, should I have? Like, I just don't even know. I'll end a game and be like, I don't even know. Like, I had so many options. I'm not sure. Right. I don't know how to self-analyze because that's how bad I am.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's one of the yeah. it's probably it's probably agreed on by the community as the hardest PvP healing class to play, but the best too. But the hardest.
3: Yeah, it's like, but it has a high like floor, right? Like it has a really high ceiling. Like you can be unbelievable at the top, right? But you really suck at the bottom.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, that, you can no, tell like, too. As a warrior, like I can go in and be like that druid sucks. <laughs>
3: like yeah. I can, I yeah, know, which I feel target. like <laughs> oh, yeah. was me, right? Like people were like, okay, yeah, I can kill that druid."
1: So I do want to tell, I want you to tell the story about you. So we're going to work up another character. Like, not like, you know, it's my rogue and she's going to work up. I'll let you tell her what she's, what she's making here when she tells her story. But Melissa had had, you know, good amount of drinks. She was, you know, you know, me too. We weren't really thinking clearly. And she went to make her character that she was going to boost because she hasn't ever used the boost. So she went to make that character. And tell him how that went because it went a lot longer God. than we expected.
3: Okay. So first I was like, I'm going to make a shaman because the shaman sounds really cool. So I spend all this time like trying to figure out how to make a dry eye, a character that I want to play right? Because, I don't know, there's just a lot of weird things, and I was like, okay, I'll spend time, because here's hear me out. I got screwed in Sea of Thieves, because I thought that there was only, like, four characters you could choose from. Now I'm this, like, really ugly pirate character, and that really annoys me. Um, So, I spent time. I, like, tried to get a name, tried to do all this, and then tried to, like, make it like look how I wanted it to look and then I realized crap I can't make a shaman because you can't you boost, can't a, boost shaman. a
1: shaman on Alliance side yeah, that's fine
3: <laughs> so then Bob what was my second one I tried to make that I couldn't make
1: dry I hunter
3: oh yeah so I tried to make a dry eye hunter because so I'm like okay I don't like mage I already have a priest and a druid like I want to experience something, and I thought about a pet, and that's cute and cool. So I try to make a dry eye hunter, and you can't boost a dry eye, apparently?
1: Correct. Yeah, so it's not just Shaman. It's dry eye as a whole, which I hadn't even really thought of. I thought it was just you couldn't boost a shabby, but it's dry eye, period. Correct. Yeah, Yeah, so
3: round three. <laughs> I now, like an hour and a half in, I'm like, I could have been doing so many. It was many like other 45 things. minutes. Like, can it I be like a troll? <laughs> God. And so finally, I make an, I think a night elf hunter. And at that point, like, I was just like, whatever. Like, I'll pick what I want and like go through this. And then I'm like, Bob, what do you think about this? Do you think these facial arts are good? And I'm just like, oh, my God, I hate my life right now.
1: She's like, do you like this one or do you like this one more? And I'm like, (laughs) they look the same.
3: Okay, that was more on the first and second try. The third try, I was pretty done. But I also knew, like, this is the one that's actually going to work. So I shouldn't just, like, completely forget about my aesthetics, right?
2: You wouldn't have to worry too much if there's a barbershop in the game.
3: (laughs) But there's not.
2: What a shame. This, what a shame. This. And so instead, Bob had to wait.
3: <laughs> yes. So I did make a hunter, and I don't know why. I feel like the options, I felt like a hunter was a better, like a good choice.
4: I just,
1: Hunter's rule. I just can't wait to see, because everybody uses the, the BIS pets. Mel's going to use whatever pet she thinks is cutest, and I think that's going to be hilarious. Wow.
2: <laughs> Well, we no, will use
3: the best pet and be pissed off about it because it's not the cute pet. Well, Let's I hope you know
2: that one of our best raiders does the same thing. Butters uses a cat because <laughs> he oh. likes how it looks.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. <Yeah. laughs> well, for me, I've uh, just been just been kind of working the auction house a little bit. Been, you know logging in, doing different things, trying to find gear on the rogue, but people just aren't selling the the green gear like as much as they were before. I think it's just all going to enchanting mats. and So I've been just kind of trying to gear up, getting ready for that. Once he gets to full rest, I think we'll, you know, we're just going to try and like w- work these up here and there with full rest. So basically just waiting for her character to catch up on rest, and then we'll... Start working on those, but besides that, just been raiding, and I've been doing a lot of still PvP. I've given up on trying to get a high ranking in Arena because I'm just not the type of dude that's going to search out a team that's proper. I would rather play with Yip or Kim or Ozzy or Mel or Stoof or, you know, all the people that just aren't the right class for me, and so... Unless somebody reaches out to me, I did have one druid with like a 1900 team asked me to play, but I told him I'd do it next week, gave him my discord. He never got back to me. So, I'm you know, unless somebody approaches me, I'm probably,
4: I'm
3: just
1: going to be fine with just having a good time in arena. And that's all that really matters. There. Oh, did you do your fives? You joined another fives team, didn't you? Yep.
2: Uh, we might do some Sunday. We'll see. I didn't join it. I just left I just left our fives team. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, uh, In anticipation. we'll have to see how that turns out.
3: Did I get out? kicked yeah. out of our fives team? I don't even know.
2: Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Our fi- Bob is like, Bob is a true five psycho. It's like we're we're rotating like 17 people. <laughs> <laughs> on like a daily different basis bob's like okay who can i kick who can i bring in who won't lose the percentage like let's keep this person at 30 percent. like bob's got to crunch the numbers like every oh time God. we go play to see who can play and who can't play it's really funny to to, to see but he gets and it just together to Make sure nobody gets left behind everyone who needs points can get them with bob and and it's a, it's a oh great service
3: <laughs> there you go
2: all right well
1: let's get into raid because. Whew. one awesome tuesday
3: okay can i can i start that. this because i wasn't on last week i cannot believe that you guys thought the first time we down vash yep can just talk about that independently
2: like you have a choice <laughs> well Uh, yeah i mean we
1: could there was no time of over the weekend we could have gotten on we 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 were indisposed
2: the entire time yeah but we missed our whole like woo tell me (laughs) we couldn't just skip it well tell (laughs) us about your woo do you have any perspective to hit from that fight
3: no not at (laughs) all great no i think it was I mean, it was always, like, this chaotic, crazy mess. And I feel like when we killed Vash, not last week, but the week before, it was like, wow, we actually did it. Like, there was minimal people up. Like, we, like, got it by the hair of our chin, 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 right? Like.
1: Well, i the one thing I had to kind of pitch a bitch about is, FJ got a shout out of his 99 parse, but me and Ozzy didn't get shout outs for our 97 parses. I
2: and I still, I'll maintain. I don't understand why you would ever think a 97 parse is worth a shout out. <laughs> we, hey man. our
1: first, hey we got to do what we can do.
2: It's listen, isn't it? Your generation that complains about millennials getting participation awards. <laughs>
1: you want your participation? A ninety-seven award? parse is not a participation It is when someone award. else got a
2: ninety-nine parse, Bob. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, the- and what's crazy
1: is yeah. the uh, the difference in damage that was two per percent because he did forty k more damage than me. Like, like I did like eight hundred k total. He did like eight hundred forty. It's nuts that like that little amount.
2: Oh, it's like, as is, is it's so like marginally more, yeah. Like, you need less DPS increase to gain more and more, like, the higher you get. And less people are, like, hardcore cheesing in the upper echelon. Like, so for, like, yeah. Warrior, I feel like you get a lot more cheese parses where you're like, what, this, is, this person wasn't even tanking and he got a tank parse. This is, <laughs> like, ridiculous. So, uh, but yeah, no. Uh, 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 warlocks okay, are can very I talk good. About they always do for great. a <laughs> Yes. Oh god,
1: what?
3: I need to talk about parses, because I have never really looked at parses, because I don't really care. As a healer, we've talked about this. But I did look at my parses for last week. Right? And
5: okay. Void Reaver
3: I got moved to raid healing, right? So I can circle of heal. I literally am circle of healing my butt off. The entire fight, as long as I have mana and people are taking damage. And I don't understand how that gives me a 68% purse. Like, what?
2: I will explain it to you when when I go through the raid, if you'd like.
3: I mean, I had. Were you looking at this
2: Tuesday? Is that what you're looking at? Are you looking at. Yeah.
3: No, no, no. This is Thursday. But feel me out. I had 413k healing. And the person underneath me had 280 k healing, okay? So I had a ton of healing. They're not a
2: priest though. Yeah, you only measure it off of other priests. Like that's a really I, important Yeah, that's a very I important detail. I do understand. I know I know you understand that, but and it is only
1: like- priests of your of your of your type. So it actually switches out the three different specs, sh- you know, shadow, blah blah blah, yeah, like of course, but- Yeah, Kim got a 96% parse. Well, but, okay, for instance, Ozzy's 97 parse, he's Affliction. He did, like, I don't know, 150,000 less damage than I did, but still had a 97 parse because he was parsing Affliction, not Destro.
2: Here's just something important to look at in any given boss fight. If everyone is alive at the end with full health, if you wanted to increase your heals per second, you could only do that at the cost of another healer lowering their heals per second, right? So when you look at, like, a comp- a good attempt at something, you like, the numbers are never for healers that... It's, like, hard to explain, but, like, if you increase your personal parse, it would always just be at the expense of someone else's parse in a fight right. that goes well.
1: See, a way you could increase your actual stuff is if... You know, while your circle of healing, like in between each, you threw out a redo to somebody or a shield. And that would like increase your parses quite a bit. I
3: mean, honestly, like I'm very proud that I was doing circle of healing the entire time and I only have twenty percent overheal. Right. That's like, actually
2: pretty nuts. Yeah. That's, that's, huge, that's, that's really right? good. But
3: that's what's not represented in my purse number. Right, like it, I could have just it,
1: kept
2: does it take it, Okay, does it, it take heals, into account yes, overhealing? It, do, it does. So your heals per okay, second good. are not including overheals. It's only including heals that actually went onto to somebody. Um so it does already include Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean like nine, yeah. Because that's why See, you... Parse. I'm not sure. No, I am sure. That's why you... You don't.
1: actually have to, like, in details, you always had to go and look, and we used to shame people that would think by, like, 50%. I don't even
2: think it's like that in details. It's always active, actual it's heals. Still,
3: oh, it's still uh, like that in
2: details. It still is oh, in the details, yeah. Huh, that's funny. But um, I was just
1: curious if Warcraft Logs had, like, worked that out.
2: I'm pretty sure Warcraft Logs is active healing per second. Because you're parsed, you could just heal a full health person the whole time. Yeah. Which you can't do to get a parse. You can't cheese a parse by hitting flash heal over and over oh, again. Oh,
1: somebody. Okay, so <laughs> uh, C base and Chet puts out a, a good point. So I guess like DPS parses, you parse higher the shorter the fight. But healing, but it, I don't know if this is true. But he's saying healing parses the slower the kill, the
2: higher your your parse. Okay, yeah. He's also saying details doesn't show overhealing. Like, it doesn't. Yeah.
3: Well, it doesn't. It does show
2: overhealing. It shows what your percentage of overhealing is, but the heals per second, I'm pretty sure. uh, Details, my girl, I don't look at the details numbers. Warcraft logs is your healing that went on somebody. Like, it's the amount you healed. It's not looking at the amount that your numbers would have been, because then all the logs of people doing high parses would just be a the highest yeah. plus healing priest just spamming circle of healing and then yeah. you just parse sure. 99
1: so that's what damage meters did back in like like they fixed it in wrath the add-on but like it actually would just show over healing as like good in vanilla
2: i was a healer in Mist the pandaria and it definitely like your heal per second was including your overhealing back then, for sure. Um, yeah. But for Warcraft Okay, so logs, I just want to point definitely... out
3: that this is why I don't look at parses. Because I healed the shit out of this fight.
2: Well, that's what I'm trying to explain is, like, the better a fight goes, not only do the healing parses matter less, you can't parse as a healer. If we yes. take less damage, if people, as people get better at something... We take less damage. Right. There's like no. So it is a little bit like the only time to look at heal parsing is I feel like when we wipe. That's like the only time I care about it. Because it's right. like, OK, how come we wipe? And if is it a heals during that part issue? And oftentimes it's like usually mechanically based, right? Like, oh, two healers got water engraved. <laughs> you know, that sort of right. stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, heel parses are, are tough. Uh, they're not they're not that simple like they're they're good for like trying to like see what other people are doing you could probably compare similar guild and say like let's see what casts they're doing what are they casting more often but just looking at the parse number it's like <laughs> what info are you getting what yeah. other healers do they No, have? none maybe yeah, hey, like, but we...
3: everybody kept talking about parses so like i looked at them <laughs> yeah and i was like that's bullshit i don't even want to fuck with that
2: yeah for dps there's nothing else to do it's the only thing that matters that's right? Fair. for DPS. So that's why even for yep. tank, yep. as I'm going to explain, it doesn't matter that much. Um, but I cared a little bit. So this week, some different things happened. Uh, we downed last week, as you heard, which was pretty exciting. So we were nine of ten. And uh, my my good guildmate Blunder, one of our hunters decided he would try out survival this week. And as we were talking about survival, which brings two huge buffs to the raid, one is improved hunter's mark, which means melee gain like 110 attack power, maybe I think 110 on uh, things that are hunter marked by the survival hunter. And then also expose weakness uh, gives you like a huge amount of attack power across the whole raid. I think it's 25% of the survival hunters agility, which ends up being very, very high. Um, so our physical DPS get a huge improvement at a pretty small cost to the hunter personally. So the hunter does take a DPS dip, I think. Um, but the improvement across raid is a lot better. So we wanted to roll with that to sort of like ease the pain of like, we'll go a lot faster. I think if we have that up, something else survival hunters can do other hunters as well too. the best pet to use for DPS is the ravager. Because it has like the strongest DPS ability. Like gore or something. But birds. Owls and bats and maybe some other stuff too. Have the screech ability. Which we use like very very briefly. In Nax. I think. Which uh, it's, it's basically a demo shout. But it stacks with demo shout. And one of the major reasons you do this. Is because demo shout. Especially an untalented one like we have. Can't bring the boss's improved attack power down to zero. So there's like a limit to how much you can bring down a boss's attack power. And depending on certain buffs the boss has, uh, that amount of attack power changes. Well, the owl is super useful because an owl plus a low demo shout, which we have a no, we have no demo shout, We don't bring an improved demo shout. When there's recklessness on the boss, which increases the boss's attack power, the owl helps negate that attack power back down. So we were like, oh well, we're using Wreck, so we should get you an Owl. And I went to check. Well, I went to check if we were using Wreck. I was like, well, let me double check we do use Wreck. And I discovered we do not use Wreck. (laughs) So I went to the Warlocks, and apparently the Warlocks going into Phase 2 had a little Warlock huddle and decided they were going to stop using Curse of Recklessness in Raid. No, it
1: was... It 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 wasn't even in, in phase two. Like we started it, the pretty much like week three of raiding. The only time we would curse of wreck is when one of us were put into a care uh, a group that was prime was primarily melee and Why? rage DPS.
2: <laughs> Why? did you just make, make this decision on your own? <laughs> we well. We like we
1: just (laughs) we had a powwow and we talked about how melee sucked and listen to this. this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is this is for me. I don't know if it's what the other the other warlocks thought, but I didn't think about it for hunters, and so that just completely yeah didn't cross my mind. And so I was like, oh shit, we've been losing. Some really big DPS and it would have helped out melee too. And so I was just like,
2: I was blown away by it too. And it I just do want to caveat as I'm yelling at Bob that any of the melee, myself included, should have noticed by now.
4: <laughs> I feel like
2: it's way more on the melee to not know that wreck is up than it is on the warlock caring that wreck is not up.
3: I mean, to be fair, though, they they colluded to not put it up. I know.
2: I, I was giving them the benefit of the doubt. Like, maybe they just forgot. And then Bob told me they had a powwow about it. And it, like, <laughs> incriminated them even further. I was like, wait. You even had, like, a little meeting about
1: it? Early in, like, f- in phase one. And, and And we just didn't think it was... And no one mentioned hunters. Like if I would have We're thought about hunters, like it would have melee. made so much more <laughs> sex. Y- yeah, we just thought, okay, well, we only bring like four or five melee into the group. Like in the tank is fine keeping aggro. Like, why do we even need to deal with this when curse of doom does so much damage? But it definitely made sense when I started thinking about hunters.
2: Yeah. So doing doing the crunching the numbers, if your guild's not sold on it. Um in tier tier five bis. So I think Bob mentioned that Doom does about like 150 personal DPS um across a fight. Is that a- about right? Or maybe FJ told me that. Um
1: uh, FJ might have yeah, told was, that. He said it, it it's about 150
2: personal DPS, which is huge, by the way. That's a lot of personal DPS.
1: Doom is oftentimes 10 to 15% of your total damage. Yeah.
2: So the crazy part is though, is that curse of recklessness is like almost that same amount. For a tier five hunter, but for each tier five hunter and then for all of the melee and then also for the tank. Um, So it ends up being like very, very worth This is
3: why parses
1: suck. And the hunters parsed a lot higher this this last week, too. It
2: was really cool. Well, yeah, I mean, it was survival plus recklessness. Is like we had an insane boost to our, our DPS this week. It's really what I'm trying to say. This is not a this is not a monologue to, to yell at the warlocks, although it's fun. It's more like we discovered all this extra potential we had <laughs> yeah. and we just like started using it and it went incredibly.
3: But this is why I think like we can get on a we can get on a soapbox here as to why parses sometimes derail the group, right? Like because there is a lot of utility in a lot of characters that don't result in parses.
2: Parses almost always are bad for the group. It's like, um, I love, like I said, we talk about FJ. FJ is an amazing player, but like on Alar. He'll get his 99 parse by attacking the phoenixes, <laughs> you know, like you can. Right.
1: And then he does it. And then all of us are like, well,
2: I'm going to do it, too, if he's going to do <laughs> yeah. it, you know, and
1: then all of a sudden there's four curse of agonies on all the, uh, you know, ads. Yeah.
2: So there's no there like even I mean, starting in Molten Core, when people were sapping for parses immediately, you kind of realize like, OK, parsing is a little bit odd. But I think parsing is a lot Better in TBC than in Vanilla. Because in Vanilla, the top parses were all insane cheese parses that we right. couldn't even touch. But in TBC, it feels like, hey, we can touch th- these 99 parses now.
1: <laughs> well, and it does get even better in Wrath because everything's raid-wide. Heroism, yeah, lust is, is raid-wide. Your druid crit buff is raid-wide. I mean, uh, like... The totems are raid wide. I mean, it's I mean it's huge. So everybody gets every buff. and gets an equal chance to parse, except for people like like locks who can't use Curse of Doom and stuff like that. But it gets better.
2: You guys seem to be parsing just fine still without Curse of Doom, and yeah, you we had some wreck up, but um, yeah, we had a really good Tuesday. I can jump into our SSC. Really so, well, good. Our plan this week is. It would be amazing to clear SSC on Tuesday. That was the goal. If we clear SSC on Tuesday, we're going to have like an hour and a half on KT come, uh, come Thursday. That's like the plan, because we can get to KT pretty easily. Uh, SSC, Morgrim's kind of hard. Hydros maybe we'll wipe. You know, who knows? Like <laughs> You just right. don't know going into SSC yeah. uh, what's going to happen. But
3: How many bosses did we one-shot? All of them until Vash, right?
1: Hey, you you are Dude, really spoiler. just giving spoilers here. Dude. I mean, she already did with her like w- w- with her. She didn't die <laughs> till Vash thing,
2: but that was immediate. Um, Sorry. But yeah, so I went in looking to parse. I was like, we got a survival, like let's go. Uh, I got my dragon ma. <laughs> so I go into Hydras, and this is the first time I dual wield because dual wielding's fine. I was actually really just worried about threat because dual wielding. It's actually really only better threat when you're not main tanking. So when you don't have aggro, uh, it ends up being better threat. But Hydros isn't a fight that you like need to build threat on. But so <laughs> the real purpose is just DPS, right? You go, uh, you get the tanky enough that you can't be crit, then you DPS. Uh, and without wrecking, I got a 99 par. So let's <laughs> let's just say things are going pretty good with survival hunters and wreck up. Can we Big talk about fan.
3: Yip going into this, though, on, like, I'm going to need a lot of healing. And I was like, wait, <laughs> wait, what? Why? No. Why? OK,
2: I actually don't need more healing on Hydros, but I just feel like I want to give. The, I, I I had a little bit less health, um, but I just want to give like a warning uh, whenever yeah, I'm going no. in or changing something different. <laughs> just in case if I change something, I just want to make sure I said something out loud. <laughs> so that healers know what's up.
3: I appreciate it, because being your healer, like, you said something, and I was like, oh, I should pay more attention to Yip, right? Because I'm used to, and this was always the problem before, right? Like, something would change, and then all of a sudden it'd be like, the tank would go from, like, you know, 100 to 20%, and I'd be like, what the fuck?
2: Yeah, as someone who personally gets very complacent, uh, I would need to be warned as a healer. <laughs> I'd be like, I know how much damage the tank takes. And it's like, oh, oh, oh this is way more. Um, but with hydras, it's actually, it's not a huge problem. Um, but already noticeably, we normally barely three phase it, right? So we start on water on frost side. We go to nature and then we kill when it's like, I I usually have to like shield wall at the end in order to live, but we don't want to pull it again and we kill it. This week we probably could have killed it on that first nature side. Like I dragged it yeah. back at like 15% health. Yeah, and we, we definitely just probably and we just ignored the elementals and we crushed it. Um so next week I can't even imagine. Like we're absolutely gonna go insane. And I think the wreck and survival helped, but just I think everyone really wanting to get through the content so that we could see KT on Thursday. Made everyone just really, really uh, on their own Everyone was on point.
1: Well, and, like, everybody's just getting to know the fight better. Exactly, have We have the groups, you know, know, split up to the right and the left side. And the people that might pull accidentally with a dot that they mistimed, you know, walks to either different side. So even if they did pull, they're going to go ahead and, you know, it's not going to pull more ads. And so it's... I mean, we just gotten better at the fight and it just it just felt good.
2: Yeah. So um, that that was really awesome. And uh, right away, like you can look at the parses. I was it was I was finally like for the first time since phase one. I was like, OK, we're getting we're getting pretty good in yeah, phase right? one. I thought we were incredible and we had a lot of like player shifts. And I I still think we're good. But this was the first raid where I was like, "We're doing incredibly. We got this." <laughs> um, even despite that, though, we were still losing like one person on every trash mob, which was kind of annoying. It was like only ever one person, but like the spore bats are suddenly killing people again. It's like this. This is kind of annoying, but uh, it didn't really slow us down. We were we were pretty good at at keeping up the speed. We go to lurker
1: well, our pally our take just was doing a really good job of getting the polls in yeah. fast and yeah. he's he's you know he he wasn't planning on being our our pally take and he's he's really starting to come into his own in that yeah, role. yeah he's doing great Can I just job he does provide a little bit
3: of reinforcement here that yes. he was very very good about announcing when he was pulling though
2: yes okay yeah That communication is honestly really key as a tank Um, because he even when he first switched over would sometimes like do a pull silently and like get right and just die. But yeah, and people would die pulling move up. I'm pulling. And I think we've we've reassigned the expectation that you're getting mana right in front of the next trash pack. So if you do need to stand up and heal, you're not like all the way back there. You're like, oh, I'm just gonna have to drink again. So uh, there haven't been like worst case pulls. Uh. Happening at all in SSC. So we go to yeah Larker. And it's been,
3: hold on, it's no. been better because we move up and people don't auto pull, right? So Cross <laughs> yeah. wasn't auto pulling. Yeah,
4: we move
2: up when we, we were check, all
3: there. We yeah. Right? Like it was like we got a couple seconds at least and I could sit down and drink. He's and using
2: a know mana add I on drink too, or a weak aura. He's looking at total like healer mana as well when he's pulling right. to like ensure that healers have enough mana yeah um which is really really yeah. useful so, so that felt a helpful. lot better for you than for trash
3: yes it did
2: <laughs> that's that's definitely good um i did something a little bm <laughs> i'll be honest we go to lurker and i thoroughly examined logs to see what warriors were doing in order to parse high And I noticed that a lot of more dual wielding on Lurker, but Lurker damage is actually kind of high. So that surprised me. So when I dug deeper into the logs, I realized that they weren't tanking, that Druids were tanking, and they were just sitting in defensive stance and cheesing their parses by not tanking. Ah. And I was like, that is so dumb that you can do that. And I think some of the logs are getting fixed to require a certain amount of uptime on the boss. But... Not all of them function well. And I looked at Lurker, and I maybe it's because you tank Nagas um during it that they can show up as defensive. That might be the reason yeah. why. But I was, like, kind of upset. I was like, oh, now I'm not going to be able to parse as good. But we get there, and it's tauntable. Lurker is a tauntable boss. So I just tell <laughs> our druid to be ready to taunt it just in case. I pop a stone shield, and I and I dual-wield main tank lurker on progression night when we're trying to get SSC done as quickly as possible. It's like the most BM thing I've done in Raid as a main tank. But I was like, I think I can do it. Like, we have six healers here. When sometimes we're doing this with It five. wasn't a struggle. It wasn't a struggle. It wasn't yeah. hard at all. Like, it absolutely worked out fine and the the reason i wanted to do it it's not just for cheesing parses the big reason i wanted to do it was because i wanted to see if we could get only one submerge and i can do like more than double my dps by dual wielding um and we're usually like relatively close we're still not there though so we didn't we still had the two submerges but i think we're very close to just getting one submerge and that cuts off like a minute and a half of your fight time It's nuts
1: Yeah Yeah we uh, As the locks Going into the start uh, Me and FJ Are the only locks On our plat yeah. On our, our platform And he's just like Hey I say we just Dot and kill And don't even fear The ads I was like Okay oh, yeah, we'll give it a shot Yeah we didn't need To fear him <laughs> at all We just dotted Killed him Killed him so much faster It was just like they like they don't move. Yeah. Like we just moved away from them and just like nuked them and it worked out fine. And we were to actually fair, able to help others like faster. It was it was pretty cool. To be yes, fair. Yes,
3: but to be fair,
4: <laughs>
3: you guys took a lot more damage. So a little heads up that you're not gonna be it's fearing thing, those yeah. <laughs> is helpful to know that we will have to heal you more because I remember being like the hell is happening and i'm right by the lock island right so i knew like i could heal you right but i wasn't expecting to have to heal you that much
1: so interesting i didn't even notice like my health going down so you must have just been really fast it wasn't necessarily
3: you but like all the locks like There was one, and I don't know who was. It would have just been me and
2: FJ. No, we took a lot of damage on my side too. So that one lock comes over to where the mages are. I think we were down a mage too. So I think a lock came over with like a shadow prison in hands. We were taking a lot of damage on my side. Uh, I think they were maybe standing in. If uh, maybe if you're in melee, you take more damage of those guys of the casters. I'm not quite sure, but they were. Yeah,
1: like they don't really mess with us. Like that's why we decided not to fear because they don't move. Like we could just move back. We dot up both of them, and then we nuke one, yeah. and then we nuke. The I think other. I
2: think the problem just comes in like I'm used to them taking zero damage. So yeah, any amount of damage, it's like, whoa, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, here? it's like um, whoa. But I think that's the moral of the story is if your healers are aware, you run into less mm-hmm. problems. But we didn't run into any problems on Lurker. We're not yeah. quite at the point where we're one submerging, but I think that we can get there. Uh, we lose. We usually lose a, a melee early. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to talk about it, but. I think it's a little silly when we lose melee on that fight, but um, yeah. So sometimes we lose a melee. We'll be all right. So we go to Leo next again this time in my head. At least I'm like, this is a good fight to dual wield on because that snap threat is really, really important. Uh, So I do dual wield and it actually is pretty good. Like I'm able to um, build threat really well. It helps. One of the problems I was running into is a lock would have a dot or something on the boss. It'll start running over there. And now I'm not getting any rage because it's not attacking me. But with the dual wield set up, I'm able to do more threat while people start like going ham on them already. Um, but the problem was I didn't tank the boss enough because we have all three of our tanks picking it up. And I let Prosecutor hold it once in favor of more DPS. And I wasn't a tank parse on. It. <laughs> I was a gladiator parse. Um, which also is because i'm when he's in demon form, I go into Zerker stance in order to do more damage, but I was looking and like you have to have like a certain amount of melee hits taken and stuff, uh, a percentage oh. of melee hits taken from Leo in order to count as a tank or something so I just counted as gladiator for that one, but I did parse good, but we'll need to re- reevaluate that but the fight <laughs> itself went good actually it, i don't think we had many deaths or anything we there was a few weeks we actually didn't. We
1: didn't. At the very end, things started going oh, yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah. Everything because, was perfect uh, till the end. Everybody like, like it was like the last few percents, and we just thought we could doubt him. Yep. And so everybody just dropped all the rules out the, the window and started <laughs> yeah. just trying to nuke and didn't let the tanks pick up. And then, like towards the end, like maybe nine percent or seven percent, FJ's curse of doom went off at the wrong time and got him just destroyed. Like, and, you know, that just happened. Like, that's such a huge jump. Like, yeah. if if the Curse of Doom goes off right after he transitions when you're supposed to pick him up, like, you're just screwed. Like, the only way to fix it is to put a Curse of Agony over the top of it so it cancels your Doom out. Because you can't redoom because Doom is... You can only cast Doom as soon as Doom hits because it's every one minute. So, yeah. But... We it still was way better than most weeks. Yeah,
3: yeah. We definitely like there was maybe a couple people dead at the end, but not it nearly wasn't the scary. chaos.
2: Yeah, it wasn't scary. I remember being annoyed now, though. I definitely, I, I definitely keyed up a like. This fight doesn't change <laughs> when he's almost died. Like, like the rules yeah, are still the yeah. same. Like, because it is just like, I get it though. If it's gonna die anyway, I just don't want other people to die and feel like, oh, like, why did I die when it's like. Their fault, right? <laughs> I need to like give some scolding.
3: And I think the hard thing is, is that there's these like sections of area that you're supposed to be in, right? But as soon as something happens, like somebody pulled it off of Harry, and oh, now yeah. Harry's right here, so yeah, Harry's in the section, middle, and it's like, oh. yeah, it's like, wait a minute, and then. I try to say in my section, but I still need to be able to heal Yip, who's all of a sudden all over on the other side, right? Like, and I think maybe some more communication about, hey, Yip, your healers are over here. Mm. And if you run that way, <laughs> you're out Listen, of line of sight.
2: I just chase the tank or the, bo- the boss, the when Leo's world winning, I'm just like, <laughs> the whole time, I don't know where right. I'm ending up.
3: <laughs> and I think, but I think maybe having healers either spread out more or following you, like somebody following you, but like, I don't know, I'm very rule governed, right? Like I'm supposed to be in this area, like I should stay in this area. And when I go out of it, It's like yeah, we
2: make a lot of charts like so everyone knows like boss fights go so much better when you just say stand here. Mm -hmm. Here's a chart stand here. And every time it goes way better. But there's an amount of there is an amount of like uh, rigidness that comes with having a chart that if you can't adapt or know what the boss fight really does, then you can run into problems like that. But we're we're pretty good. Like everyone is adapting really strong when things go wrong, luckily right now. But um, but yeah, like there are there are there's ways to improve that a chart can't really help with
3: right and i think it's that like resistance where i'm at the like farther end of the chart right and me getting to the other side is a lot longer right so i think just us realizing that like hey we can be at like the edge of this chart and move as necessary rather than at the far end because we're just so used to being so far away Well, I think think it's like
2: Vash, too, um, where if you have a chart and the boss moves, everyone needs to just sort of like shift, like at the, you know, like be in the same cardinal direction from the boss. But you might need to adjust where in the room that is. But um, but that was Leo. Everything went fine. Uh,
1: Real quick for that, though, that that tool I'll try to include a link in um, chat. That tool is. Been really cool for Harskar, I was so happy because I gave that to him. I got it from Crix, but I gave it to him, like, mid-phase one, and I was like, we probably don't need it now, but this might be really cool in the future. And he's really utilized it and made us some charts. really neat charts. Charts
2: help. I mean, it, it, like, it's unbelievable how much better things go after we make a chart. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, and, okay, this helps.
1: Yeah. it's. I mean, it's, it's huge. Sometimes it gets a little confusing because – the map won't show correctly, like the direction. You'll have to, like, kind of rotate your head to yeah. like, be like, oh, okay, this is how it looks like on, on the actual map. But the other thing is, our second Fang of Leviathan dropped. We got a lot of casters really high on the DKP, but it didn't go to a caster.
2: It went to the person who deserved it the most. Our paladin. It went super
1: ten. cheap to a paladin tank. Yeah, I was just, I was so confused. I was like, okay, I don't know what you guys are doing.
2: Yeah, that is interesting. So, there were there people who could have been more than that? I sort of assume that, pa- that oh, he was yeah. just the highest and got it for the highest. But people kind of let. No, him. I,
1: I mean, yeah, spell check and and both spell check and Harry like are sitting like way high, and it seems it seems weird to me because the decay hits you so much harder when
2: you're that high on DKP. Here's the only here's, here's the only the reason that you would do that is because. There are bosses we haven't downed yet. In their head, they're probably like, this boss is on farm, so I'm going to get another shot at this. But they might want something from KT right away, so they don't want to, like, lose their position. Yeah, so it could just be they don't want to lose their position, and they're hoping another one drops. And you had the biggest upgrade, because you went from not having the Prince Dagger to that. So, hey, maybe they got some long con plan going on, but I was... I was relatively happy to see our, our paladin tank get it. I assume it helps with threat a lot. I'm really not, like, TBC paladin tank, like, knowledgeable, but as long as it helps I'm, with threat, <laughs> I'm happy. So wait. I'm pretty sure
1: he was using the same sword that I was using from, hel- from Hellfire yeah. at 160 spell damage, so it was a huge upgrade for him, too. I just thought Spellcheck would have wanted it because he's still using that that blade from health from Hellfire, so that was yeah, their a their
2: four piece is incredible. So it could have been that he wanted to make sure he got his four piece because uh, it, it it flat. I don't know if you know this. Uh, I think it's twenty percent. It just increases their damage by twenty percent, flat. Wow. Yeah. So okay. it increases the mana cost and the damage of Arcane Blast. So like their mana consumption goes up, but their actual damage per hit also goes up insanely. So that. That four piece is really good, and I'm pretty sure Harscare blocked him last week from getting the four piece because he got Harscare got his hunter four piece, which is shared. Um, So it could it could you know it could have come down to that. It's tough with DKP. Um, I kind of wish like everyone was just like in. I wish everyone colluded with each other. Yeah, I I guess I guess that's I guess that's like loot council where no one has loot drama, so it's like way too hard for it to happen. But I always like when people are like nice and give each other upgrades that are better, like. We have the, yeah. well, actually, I'll, I'll talk about what dropped later, um, <laughs> later on in the dungeon. But um, it's Fathom Lord when I'm not even going to talk about Fathom Lord. It, it's, it's a pretty simple fight and we do it the same every time. And it's like just on farm, it's very easy. Uh, I don't think we did anything different. I've read some people who are killing, who are leaving the priest up and killing Fathom Lord straight through the enrage, um, which I would love to try when we're like done with progression, but I don't want to try it during progression. Like, what's the point of wiping?
3: Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> during progression. Because you uh, know we will. Yeah, like, at least once, right? At um, least once. Uh, Moragrim was the single cleanest Moragrim that any guild's ever done, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> but it was like, it, was, it felt like an entirely different fight. When Moragrim goes well, it makes yeah. me wonder like, how it ever goes wrong. Like, the Paladin just had all the aggro, didn't even get close to dying. I didn't get close to dying, taking Morgrim. It was just like, yeah. oh, like, okay, we'll just do... We it. With
3: healers go into Water Graves, but at the same time, right? This is the right fight, Water Graves. Yep. Yeah, at the same time, we didn't have three healers go into Water Graves at the same time. <laughs> I feel like this is just such an RNG fight, where... If you have two healers go into water graves at the same time, you're fucked.
5: And (laughs) if you don't, it's really
1: bad. You're good. Yeah, yeah. It. I mean, it. It went swimmingly, and at this point, we're like, we're in the phase where you're dragging him, and the water graves are so far behind. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, what's going on? We haven't (laughs) wiped this entire raid, like, yeah. We're just blowing through this. Like we're at like the hour and a half mark or something like we, that. We like, pulled
2: Moragrim at the hour twenty-nine minute mark. Um, and it would just went
1: Yeah, it was so bizarre. I'm pitching myself.
2: It took
3: everything in me not to send Bushy a message at that moment that was like, I have zero deaths. And I was like, Nope, don't jinx yourself, Mel. Just <laughs> let it ride.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was incredible <laughs> at that point. Like we really were just Going through all the content like it was on farm for months. Like we just were blasting through. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't a problem. But of course, after Morgrim comes the I don't I don't want say it's more RNG, but that last phase, it just it feels like RNG. You know, maybe it's not RNG, but yeah. it feels like it when we do it. Um, so we go in to Vash finally. Uh, I say finally, but we have quite a while um of of attempts on her so we're feeling really really good even if we don't get her down only having Vash up was like a minimum goal that we wanted to hit for sure and we we I mean we blew that out of the water for sure um the first well I I guess we've been spoiled already the first Vash attempt went uh kind of wonkily we had people dying way too early people dying like right at the beginning of phase three yeah we had someone die. I, th- I think we had like one person die in phase, phase two. Phase one. Oh, we had someone die in phase one, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, and we used yeah, the res on we them. Used a- that was like, yeah, you really hate to see that happen. Um yeah. So that that was pretty worrisome, but yeah, I mean, we go to. Uh, I mean, the first three. attempt. What well, the first? So, uh, the first attempt looked horrible. We ended up at two percent. <laughs> Yeah, 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 we got
1: it to 2%. (laughs) We got vast at 2%
2: on like one of our worst attempts of like many of the attempts that we've done. We've done 20 attempts. It was probably in the bottom half of as far as like execution goes, people dying way too early in phase three. And then we go ahead and do a second attempt, and it was so clean. We shaved, like, two minutes off our kill time. So we, clean. We lost no one until the last, like, 2 or 3% of the fight. Um, the yeah. fight lasted 8 minutes, 49 seconds, and we had... Yeah, we're at
1: we're at, f- we're at 5% and,
2: s- and spell check goes, uh, nobody's died. Actually, this is even crazier than I realized. This... So, at, she goes down at 8 minutes, 49 seconds. And at eight minutes, 44 seconds, five seconds before she dies, every single person was alive in our raid, What? which is every single person was alive in our raid five seconds before she died. And then a melee died four seconds before she died. But that's acceptable. We can take that. That was like I, I couldn't even believe it. I was like, who are we? We just crushed that. So right.
1: I'm curious if I did the right thing on this fight, because I, this week, was the Curse of Wreck of lock. So in my head, I thought, well, I'm just going to put Curse of Wreck on the uh, the melee guys that you're taking in the yep. middle, but I'm going to still use Curse of on the uh the strider guys and i think it actually worked out better because having the dots on both like helps so much and like getting no, it down think, quicker i think
2: that was huge because what we were doing is we were able to before we were waiting for an additional naga to come out before we were dunking but now we were actually dunking before that naga came out so we were yeah. able to close it out like very very easily coming into that that third phase so it definitely it that amongst whatever else we were doing, it's hard to, it's always hard to be like, this is the one thing. Cause we changed a lot over the week, but undeniably having 800 additional armor pen is huge. And the Naga are where a lot of the, the melee are. The only problem is and it's the just it's, it's
1: also 800 armor pen. You know, I hadn't thought about that either. It's just, it's an instant tanking buff for, yep. for any tank immediately. Like maybe not the paladins as much, but definitely Baron warrior. It's, you have to build up Sunder's. You have to wait till you can do a five, uh, five bubble uh, decrease armor from Rogues. I forget what it's called, uh, but and yeah, like it's just an, it, yeah, it's just an instant. Your yeah. first hit gets mu- much more aggro, and it's just something. It I feel dumb for not thinking about it. You know, as we were going through pro- progression, like it just
2: yeah. Um,
1: I just feel dumb.
2: It's, it's you just wise, one of those I things. I mentioned
3: something here though. Of course. Because I actually didn't die at all in SSC because our wipe I was mind controlled at the time that we wiped. And then I just came alive and I didn't die. And I was like, I remember being on the stairs and being like, what? What? Oh, okay. <laughs> And then I started dressing people. She just dropped
1: you off. Right? And I was dead right next to her, and I was like, huh. She just <laughs> lived. She didn't have a soul stone. Huh.
3: Yeah, I'm just alive. So I didn't die at all in SSC.
2: That is incredible. Uh, that's a big turnaround. Well, you got a lot of gear last week. I feel like Thank we you. need to tell Thank people you. if they don't mm. understand why Mel stopped dying. It really just <laughs> was she had too little health. Like... This week couldn't have been more proof that you just did not have enough health than you <laughs> just know. going from like 20 deaths to, to none. I <laughs> like I don't know. I was
3: like, this makes me feel so much better. At least it's just not that I'm super bad and that <laughs> I just keep dying. It's literally that I just did not have enough health.
2: So yeah, just, just yep. really good yeah.
1: and then so we were dead like super early and we're like, uh
2: Alar? Well, hold on. I did want to say something I like about loot. So one of our hunters has not even had the Phoenix bow this whole time was using wolf slayer. I think like the wolf rifle from, from the opera event, (laughs) big bad wolf, Um, which was rough and he didn't have the highest DKP, but the highest DKP hunter let him have the bow because it was a bigger upgrade for him. And it's like stuff like that where it's like, this is like yeah. what loot council is for. This sort of thing, and it's nice to see in a DKP system that. But we like, can just we give can... it
3: like a community,
1: yeah. And then the last, the what was it? Carazad. Uh, it dropped immediately. Oh yeah, for his him, next care on the phoenix
2: bow drop, <laughs> <laughs> and it's that's pretty unbelievable. The next day, and th- the worst part of is, of course, there was one night, and this. I'm glad he's got a better bow now, but I'm sure this kept him up at night. He asked to switch Kara groups, and the other Kara group had a bow drop and went to, like, no one, I think. And oh, he, no. he left it. So it, it was a long journey uh, for our friend. But um, finally, he's got a, an amazing bow. And it's, it's just nice to see gear go out to people who uh, yeah. not only deserve it, but, like, it's just a huge upgrade for them. It's always nice to see that kind of stuff. For uh, sure. But, yeah, we have enough time. I think we have, like, 40 minutes left. And we yeah. just say, let's go do LAR. Let's get as much done as we can. Um, and that was actually kind of rough, wasn't it? Didn't we like die? Oh, we we pulled. We face pulled a lar somehow.
3: Trash.
2: Yeah. No, it was and trash. trash too. We died to trash too, but then we ended up face pulling a lar right when we have like seven minutes left. It's like, ah, this is <laughs> unfortunate. I think
1: everybody was on a high from just how good SSC went. It was just you know. Chat, not chat, but like voice chat was getting overrun a little bit more because everybody was happy. And yeah,
2: let's see who pulled. Uh, It was a mouth. I think it's who I think it was.
5: (gasps) Interesting. Well, don't leave us in suspense. I'm not actually sure. I think it was a face pull. Um,
2: friendly cast. Oh, no. Was I the one that pulled? (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think so. No, because it's like a second in. The first cast that shows, uh the first cast that shows is commanding shout, which I did from the bottom, but I think I commanding shouted like after it pulled because it's it's not at zero seconds, right? So I wouldn't have been what pulled. It's just the first Mm. thing I casted in combat. I don't actually Mm. know what pulled. I don't see a dot on it or anything. I see Kim's void fiend on it or whatever, which is weird, (laughs)
3: <laughs> His Shadow Fiend?
2: Shadow Fiend, oh, yeah. That could have
3: definitely oh, that, been, would definitely that pull thing in. just has a no,
2: mind. But of its he own. didn't pop it till like nine seconds in. Oh. So I don't know what I don't know what pulled. But uh Alar face pulled. I guess it probably was a face pull. Um because there's no I don't see any else thing on him, uh, which is weird because I didn't even know that was possible, but that was kind of silly. But Alar if just goes well now. I would like to try t- two tanking him. The um, there's like specific rules to the way that he moves where like he'll only move left, right, or across, and he'll only move across starting on like the fourth uh, the fourth time that he moves. So we actually have a while of DPS where we know he won't go across and you just wait next to him, and then the other tank can just like adjust to where he is on the other side. Um, so we could. Try it that way sometime. There's no major point right now, but I think eventually it wouldn't be bad to have some extra DPS on uh, Alar during that that first part. But Alar's really easy. So we kill Alar, and that ends our night. And I'm stoked. I got a 95 overall parse in SSC, and I felt really, really good about that. Uh Uh, Probably my best raid I've ever had like altogether. Because even when I was DPS warrioring. Uh, Bob remembers Vanilla. You would just like I'm just gonna try to parse on like these two fights tonight. Like you would never yep. be like I'm gonna parse for the whole night. You would never <laughs> do that. Uh, but as tank, it was kind of fun. But uh, a big reiteration that uh, some of what I was doing was rather unnecessary. But I knew that our guild could handle it, which is why I, I wanted to do it. Um, that's really all it came down to. I think that it's it's not hard to have fun as a tank, but you just have to be a little bit responsible just a little bit responsible and i have like every piece of gear in the game that isn't like and like i obviously need like my huge pieces from this tier but other than that i've got like every dps piece every tank piece like i just have all these options that i want to try
1: yeah and then back in vanilla like you know you weren't gonna parse any fight you know as a warrior that you weren't using wreck on exactly. so you were trying to like Basically, you try to parse on an early boss, then you're going through so fast, you'd be like, okay, now Rex going to be up for this for this next boss, then you try to go to the second boss, then parse on, you know, the fifth boss, maybe, or sixth boss after that. Yeah. So it was, it was definitely a juggle there and trying to keep world buffs just and trying everything to keep, yeah, and if,
2: yeah, if you're trying to parse on a late boss, you're just kind of chilling out <laughs> for the raid. You don't want to go too hard and die. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, good old time. So that's our Tuesday. The single most incredible Tuesday rating I think we've had uh, this expansion. So that was pretty exciting. It really made me feel like, whoa, like we got something going here that I thought uh, I was kind of worried about. I want to talk about Wreck really quickly. We have
1: leveled up. We've leveled up quite a bit.
2: One of the reasons Wreck wasn't there is um, and not this isn't like a drama thing, but uh, we've had corpse on before. He was the paladin tank in our guild who ended up leaving. And he was kind of like our knowledge center. So like he would be the person who would know that Curse of Wreck isn't on the boss. And I think that that's something that we're learning is like, how do we make up these gaps of like roles that were being filled by other people? And make sure that we're like competing well in raid. So our boomkin took over. uh, And I mentioned a little bit last week. But our boomkin took over moving shamans around. So that we could put them in the right groups. Make sure the right people are getting mana tided. And get multiple heroisms to warlocks. And we're really trying to optimize for progression that way. And that's like that's someone who's not an officer. Who's not a raid leader. Who's just like stepping up in order to fulfill this purpose. And it's helping the raid out a ton. Um, So that sort of thing has been super useful. To kind of compensate like, wait, our data center has gone. We need to, like, double check this stuff on our own now.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and him doing that kind of leads us into the first boss of thurs- of Thursday where I've bitched about it every week. <laughs> we did it. It was unbelievable this week because of Desu, our boomkin. And, uh, yeah, I don't, hey, why don't you tell him what did we did? I did fine.
2: It had nothing to do with Desu. Get the hell out of here. It had to do with me. <laughs>
1: But the two but you got two heroisms. Yeah,
2: but I didn't need two heroes.
1: <laughs> I well I mean get any get any, any any week prior, we've had to slow DPS I and not catch Did you not hear my we spiel Like
2: ninety five SSC without two heroisms? There's a reason that we did good. But for
1: Void Reaver specifically, it's, it's not a the really heroisms. good thing.
2: I know that you're saying it, but it's not the heroisms that we kept threat. We think, kept threat. I think you're wrong. You just are objectively incorrect. Take a look at the threat meters. I kept threat for half the fight. Bushy keeps threat for half the fight. And both of us were top two the whole time. Unrelated. Like, two heroisms did not do that. It helps. If you're a normal guild, two heroisms. If you're a yip guild, go ahead and pick, go ahead and make your dragon maw. Get a survival hunter. Wreck, (laughs) wreck on pull. Wreck on pull. Bring nightmare seeds so that you have more health. Like that. I did so many things that it's like insulting to say that it's just the heroism. You
1: of- make I mean, you you do make a good point because it's just like that thing we were talking about where we made so many changes. Having curse. Well, you didn't have curse of wreck though, because I was an wreck, idiot yeah. and I had my this curse of tongues. Funny. Like cause basically like whatever curse I'm on, I use the same the same button. So I have my curse is like Down at the bottom, and I just move the curse that I'm actively assigned to that hotkey.
2: That's actually really smart.
1: And so I had Curse of Tongues there because I was doing that on Mag Gruel, the little alt raid we did the night before. And so I'm trying to put it on Void Reaver, and I'm like, dude, it doesn't. He must be immune to it. But you also, you're right. You did have the survival hunter. Like you had your Dragon Ball. You had more things than you'd had prior. Yeah, yeah,
2: All of it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Two heroes is absolutely insane. But like everything combined made Void Reaver. It it, it just changed the fight entirely. We were both. Both our tanks were on top like the whole time. It was absolutely incredible. Big fan. Uh, It was really funny to hear. I wish Bob had casted Curse of Tongues more. I went back to look at the logs. You only did it three times before you were like, he's immune. I'm not, I can't do it anymore. But I would have loved (laughs) to see like nine or ten Curse of Tongues. Like, why isn't it working? Why can't he be wrecked? But oh well.
1: Oh, and, <laughs> and it, was, it was horrible because I started the fight out, and I was like, "Doom, you know, you just, you, 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 just like used to doing something." I'm like, "Oh shit, I'm a curse." So I tried to cast it twice. It's like immune, immune, immune. And I was like, "All right, guys, they're immune to uh, to wreck," and they're like, "Oh, let's just be mechanical." And then after the fight was over, I was like, "All right, guys, I'm an idiot." He's abused a curse of tongues. I was trying to tongues the whole time. My bad. Yeah, we
2: were like trying to like cope and find excuses. Our raid leader was like, guess like mechanical things can't be <laughs> wrecked. And we we're like trying to figure it out. But yeah, that was funny. But no, um at, so we'll
3: give it to Heartsgar though. Like I think I do much better at raid healing in that than just healing you. Yep.
2: Yeah. I think that's a smarter way to utilize you <laughs> as like yeah, the like only priest. Circle
3: of healing is op in that fight
2: it's really yeah for Especially. the pounds like it's it's, it's really really good yeah. um but that went incredibly so not just having two heroisms but not it was suggested to double heroism the warlocks and saying no to that was also <laughs> a big a big benefit not not just saying no to the double Heroism on Warlocks, but taking that extra heroism, <laughs> that,
1: <laughs> that was me. I was
2: like, uh, I don't
1: think that's a good idea. Like, Why don't you give yeah, it to the tags? I, like,
2: I was like, listen, I'm going to do more threat this week. But last week they had to slow down. I don't know if we should double heroism Warlocks yeah. when they're slowing down normally. Um, but yeah, so that, that went really, really well. Finally, finally our poor Warlocks <laughs> could, could do a little more DPS. Uh, and not not feel gated by the tanks, but uh that oh, that went really, them. really well. <laughs> then we yeah, went
1: dude and uh shout out to Perry. He got to get like uh like a 95 parse on oh, it. So that yeah. was huge for him.
2: That's awesome. Um then we go to Solarian, and boy, did I have some insane tank optimizations for soakers on Solarian. Uh, and by that, I mean this time <laughs> I whacked the boss until the first Wrath of the Astromancer came out, and then I ran out and soaked for the rest of the time. Uh, Astromancer is so easy. I don't even know how we wiped that boss, if, if it's possible. I feel bad. That's probably going to insult people who've wiped to it. But if you have soakers who are max arcane resist, the, bo- the fight's pretty easy, I feel like.
1: Yeah, have, have we ever wiped? It? No, no, no. Nah. Yeah, I don't think
2: we
3: have. But I have died.
2: The arcane missiles are the scariest part. Um, if if your healers are unable t- to like have that macro, I guess. I, I, is it easy to use the macro? Um,
3: it depends. So I have to be targeted on the boss to use the macro, which is usually fine. But when I do a certain spell, it targets on the person I'm looking at, and yeah. I like to like have the target. Sometimes the tank that I'm looking at all the time.
2: Yeah, yeah, of course.
3: So you have to be targeted on the boss for it to work, which is yeah, because
2: it's a focus. It's like cast on the the focus target or the target of target that you're casting on.
1: I think it's I think it's target, yeah, of, target. It's target
2: of target. Yeah, target, it target of
1: it. yeah. yeah, it's target of target of the boss. Yeah, so, so it's when it switches, no. so it's on. No, it, it, it's not
3: target of target yeah, yeah. of the boss. It's target of target it's of target who of the you boss. Are. No. Okay,
2: yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. But that's that's fundamentally <laughs> the same thing. Cuz you're targeting the boss.
3: But not for, for the arcane
2: missiles. But for the arcane missiles part, you have to be targeting a target of the boss basically. Like that's the that's how you heal through the arcane missiles. Is basically you're already casting I have casting. to be
3: targeted on the boss if right. I'm going to heal him. So
2: you're healing the target of the boss. Um because the boss No, yes, the boss changes The boss has targets- to be my target. Correct. Yes, we know and that. you are healing the target <laughs> healing. of the boss. Correct. Because exactly. you're not healing yep. the boss. <laughs> That's what we said. Um, so what happens is okay, the arcade missiles does this will not make kill sense? somebody. Do you guys,
3: like, we do not target the <laughs> boss as healers.
2: <Yeah>, I get it. You can target the boss as a healer, though. You,
3: you can, yes, and I do. But the majority of my fight happens in this other little zone <laughs> yeah. of not the boss right yeah so this and is so- this is what i mean though
2: this is probably the own this is the only hard part of the fight is if your healers are struggling with that part i could see you wiping but our healers from one students they got the macro were able to keep arcane missiles people up maybe one person will die at worst
1: oh um Seabase base Jet says the macro should like part of the macro should be to target the boss first then heal target of target
2: Okay, it depends on what you're using, though. I, which, I don't think like, it matters yeah, which that much. Make sense. I, I personally, this is going to sound crazy, but when I heal, I always have the boss as my target, and I just have hover over macros for all my heals. So I right, I have hover
3: over macros for all my heals as well. But you but target
2: the main tank a lot because you're a tank healer. Yeah,
3: because they're the <laughs> one I'm worried about, right? Like yeah. I want to see if I have hover over macros, I don't always see all of their debuffs or all of their like everything else, and it gets really we do annoying. We need to
1: push this on though. We have a lot to talk about. We need Fine. to get through the KT and then we need to get to news.
2: All right. So we Sorry. As you'll hear later, you're going to get a you're going to get the reverse of what you got last week, where you're going to hear us talk about KT later before we attempt it, right? <laughs> um Yep, yeah. It it it
1: was the night before the yeah. the attempt. So
2: I won't go into like a ton of specific details of how we're doing the fight cuz you're going to hear it soon. From Naismith. We we took a lot of what uh of what what he did, but we of course killed Solarian and it's time for K T. And the trash before KT is kind of a pain. <laughs> we weren't we weren't prepared for whirlwind arcane missiles, which I think is the coolest spell in the game. Like a whirlwind that shoots arcane missiles out is incredible. <laughs> And as someone who only did the eye by like one shotting it very easily later on with like a a high level character, I had no idea (laughs) about this ability until now. And I'm stoked. But we kill it down. We get it down fine uh, after we like almost wipe the first time or maybe we do wipe the first pull uh, and we end up on KT. Now, we've heard that this is easier than Vash. uh, And I think as overall, I would probably agree after doing it. Um, so I went in kind of confident. We had about an hour, 40 minutes, I think at that point, maybe an hour and a half uh, for KT attempts. And we we're hoping to get quite a few in. And there are so many phases we just wanted to get pulls in. So we just explained like the first two phases where you're killing each individual lieutenant and then you're killing the weapons. So we go in, just kind of focus on those two phases. We get it down. I feel like pretty good.
1: Oh, sorry, I just wanted to interject. I feel like there's more to know in KT, yeah. and it's a more in-depth fight, but I feel like it's less punishing than Vash, and that's the difference.
2: Yeah, I feel like there's, um, Vash, Vash is super punishing with way more just, like, random one-shot abilities. <laughs> that's what I think is really annoying. With KT, it's a lot, it's a, It's really, like, up to you to determine Everything's really up to you. You're not going to get these random poison spores flying on you. You're not going to get an unfortunate static shock on the tank. What it's really going to be is just like, oh, did we kite Thaladred in a good direction? Did we, you know, like, did everyone do their job right? And that comes down to like memorizing each phase pretty much, is learning what each phase is and where you're supposed to be. As a tank, it's, I don't have that hard of a job personally. But <laughs> um, so it, the first phase is very, very easy. Uh, you're just killing them one at a time and trying to place them right. And we we knocked that out of the park right away. Thaladred dies exactly where we want him to die in the back of the room. Uh, phase two, we weren't quite sure what to do with the axe. Uh, we figured out for us pulling the axe just straight out of the group. We had plenty of DPS to kill all the weapons and it just made it so we didn't take a ton of extra damage. Like we didn't have to have the melee make sure they weren't getting hit. People who were running in to pick up the weapons early were, like, dying to the axe. So pulling the axe out just ended up being way smarter. But if you don't have a lot of DPS, that could be a challenge. Because we were doing really solid DPS on the weapon phase.
1: Something that I found, too, the uh, bow was outside outside of the AOE range. So I don't know if the other warlocks did it, but I... Later, in you know, like later attempts, like I think attempt at least I started three. I might have started in two, but I would run over and put full dots up on the bow, and then by that time the tank had control of the other mobs, oh, so I need to put a couple, a couple curses on the weapons, and then start aoeing. But sometimes I would just start aoeing depending on if the tank called for a for aoe. At well, that I
2: point. think that's a really important point for almost any progression fight. DPS need to find where they can get every, like, ounce of damage out. Like, you could easily just sit there and wait until you can AoE, but running over, getting dots out, maybe dotting the axe that I pulled out, and then Aoing, it's going to help a ton if everyone is on top of it. Like, if everyone can just do a couple more seconds of DPS, you have that extra couple of seconds at the end of the fight to get organized for the next phase.
3: Yeah, you just have to be very careful that they don't do the extra couple seconds of DPS on a like <laughs> mob that they shouldn't be DPSing.
2: <laughs> yeah, we had we had a couple AoE problems of things getting spread out too like right yeah. at the beginning. Um so that that was but that phase two, I don't think is that that crazy. If you have warlocks who can AoE in a paladin tank, um you can get a lot of DPS down. Um our big problem that we had to that we did know was a bug. Uh I just I just forgot all about it until it happened. If going into phase three, you're not within range of Kael'thas. You actually keep the same threat on the revived mobs. So we had this issue where the Lord Sanguinar ran over to me because I ran to the back to be at Thaladred. <laughs> and I wasn't the only one who had threat problems, but that was the one that stood out to me. I was like, oh my God, why do I have the Sanguinar? Um, and someone else had the wrong person. Uh, I think a hunter actually ended up with aggro on the mage also. Uh, Kaperian or Caspirian. Um, so that was a huge problem. Our warlock couldn't get it cause they dropped their threat and the hunter didn't. So that was a super mess. So as long as what we would do is we'd kill the war, we'd kill the weapons. We would stand near the, the stage still. And then as soon as everything came up, we got into place where everyone ran back toward Thaladred for the most part. And melee stayed up to the front. Um, that phase is the hardest phase phase three. When all four things are up once, once you have that down, I think KT goes down for the most part. And I think that's kind of what we're working on now. We were able to get past uh, that phase. We were actually even able to get past all the way to the last phase. Uh, but the problem yeah. is, the problems all start compounding on themselves in phase three. Because phase three yeah. wasn't totally clean, you run into issues in the phase four that you're still trying to make up for when you get into phase five, and like you're just... It's sort of just like this issue that snowballs um, until we were wiping. Uh, but I think our biggest problem. So phase three is all four of the lieutenants come up, uh, and you have to just deal with all of them at once. So you have the warlock who's tanking, the mage. Uh, you have a couple of your tanks tanking the melee guys. Want the engineer who's throwing bombs is just kind of insane. And then you want all your ranged and even some melee if they can get DPS down onto Thaladred, who's just chasing everyone down while you're trying to do this like insaneo fight. Uh, and they can target the people who are tanking the other mobs. So it's it's pretty insane. Uh, but the damage isn't incredible. There's no, like, if he was flame striking during this part, I think that it would be really hard. But there's no, there's nothing. If you're out of the range of the mage, if you're not in melee range of uh, the melee mobs, like Sanguinar and the Engineer, and then you're moving out of the way of Thaladred, there's really no damage that is going out. So all you need to do is focus on kiting Thaladred, where people can get as much DPS down on him as possible, uh, and then kill him. And once he's dead, the rest of the phase is very easy.
3: Okay, so hear me out on a healer perspective here. (laughs) (laughs) So I watched the video, right? And it's like, yeah, you just take him back here, and you go back and forth and back and forth. And yeah, that sounds great, right? I'm sorry. As soon as he, like, gets back there, that's great. But then the next person that has him is, like, okay, they, like, maybe go to the right spot, but everybody else spreads out. They're like, yeah. Right? So we're never condensed. And I think that was our biggest problem, is that we were never, like, a unit of people. Our DPS
2: uptime on Thaladred. And phase three, is god-awful. It's basically, oh. like, people just kiting him out of range of all the ranged over and over again. Yeah, And it's causing, like, DPS to just not be that high. And we're close. Like, even, even not oh, yeah. doing anything great, we were already, like, very close to having a clean phase three. Um, but I think, like, for most guilds, optimizing killing Thaladred as quickly as possible is, like, the hump to get over. Because after that, the other mobs are stationary. They're just but I think it's spanks.
3: positioning... Right, oh, yeah, like, it's positioning I think it's, based, yeah, it's huge positioning, and I think a lot of people focus on just like where you need to position when you get the aggro, but at the same time, like everybody needs to be in one spot, and then that person needs to go to this spot, and you can't go yep. through the raid because, like, especially initially, I think Bob <laughs> experienced this, it's not just he, Bob. Like,
4: but went yeah.
3: through the raid to like the back.
1: I feel like if you try to get them in the right spot, you do go through the raid. People just back out. No, you and get don't out of the go way. through
2: the raid. You can't go but through. I, the watch raid. But the tricks but I, video. I
1: feel like, but I feel like that would <laughs> no, be the smarter it's thing. Not. You but go it's over
2: not. and down. Yeah. Over. I don't. I know,
1: I know. Of I course know, it's I not just, the smartest thing like, to make the no whole right move
2: for you. You gotta part the Red Sea with Thaladred, <laughs> make all the warlocks run around. I don't think so.
1: I mean, it just only takes a second to get out of the way though. Or no, no, no. One
3: you have to get
2: way out of the way. Move to the side.
3: Yeah, it takes a second <laughs> for you to go to the right.
2: The big thing too, the, okay, the other big reason you go like this, so you pull to the right and then you go down. It's because you can time his death better that way. You kill him, 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 and then he ends up dead in the right spot. The problem is we were dragging him down fast, and we had to just move him, and it's kind of, like, random where he dies. It wasn't a problem, though. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. It didn't matter at all where we killed Thaladred because he immediately starts walking up back towards everybody. Like, as long as he's dead toward the back, fine. Then it's really about phase three, how you kite him. That matters. You can pull Thalajite through the whole raid 80 times in phase one because it's so easy. There's nothing else to do but walk away from Thalajite and kill him.
3: Yeah, but you'll die.
2: (laughs) Yep. and Only if you stand still.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
1: We got five attempts in and we got two attempts to phase five. And there were like some little things like a fireball didn't get get interrupted on one time. And that would have possibly probably been a killed.
2: Well, two times actually. I I We exclusively lost in Phase 4 and Phase 5 to people not interrupting fireballs. Um, and that's pretty much all it came, came down to. Uh, everything else, it didn't seem that crazy. I think maybe we might have had some DPS problems. The problem is, once you get to Phase 4, are you bringing problems from Phase 3 into Phase 4? <laughs> and that's like, it's so hard to judge. Like, is Phase 4 hard? No, but if you have Sanguinar fearing everybody... <laughs> As it starts and like you're still it trying to hard. figure out how to kill them, that's when it becomes hard. If you go into phase four with all of them dead, it must it must be really easy. Like it's got to be very very easy. But um yep. we we were having some problems, and and the problems I I honestly believe all stem from Thaladred DPS. Getting him down as quickly as possible allows you to quickly kill the mage, quickly kill the uh, the melee. Uh, and I think that that's really what matters. But phase four. We were having a shaman, frost shock, the phoenixes, and then a paladin just sort of kiting them around. uh, So they were slowed. And then we only DPSed the eggs when they came out. And it wasn't too bad. um, Honestly, like it's not that hard to to absorb a pyroblast. Uh, I died to a pyroblast one time because we didn't have enough DPS going down on the main boss. He puts on a shock barrier that has, I think, 80,000 health. And you have to break that 80,000 health. Then interrupt him of the pyroblast. Um, and if you have like a bunch of things going on, like Sanguinar still up and two eggs or something, then it just isn't gonna happen, yeah. And but again, we only we didn't have that many attempts, like when
1: <laughs> we did, I mean, the eggs never seemed to be a problem, like it seemed like everybody was switching yeah. and we were killing them in time, so that never seemed to be a problem,
2: yeah. And uh, I think maybe getting like better MCs, but even still, when we had bad MCs. It was, like, annoying, but I was never, like, this is the reason we can't do the boss. is because people aren't using the dagger on the MCs fast enough. It was just sort of, like, annoying mechanic to deal with.
1: Oh, that's another thing. We had the the weapons. Like, you have to loot those pretty quick. And it was hilarious. The first attempt, I had... I had specifically been really good. Like I took a picture of it on my phone, went over, typed it out specifically from Cricks's video of what the you know staff of determination mm-hmm. or or desecration and Cricks misspelled it with one e <laughs> instead of an i in his video, and so none of our macros worked at the start. It was like, dang it, dude. Well, you also yeah. have to
3: talk about the fact that. If you wipe, you need to reequip your weapon. Like,
1: yeah, because you're wearing the legendary that... weapons. Yeah, and your offhand weapon too. I
3: no, I'm ashamed
1: oh. to admit it. Yeah. I didn't realize that I had to reequip my off my offhand for like two of our attempts, and I was like, "Dang it,
2: guys!" Item just rack. Just living without my knapsack. Item rack puts oh. all your gear on with one button. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but mm-hmm. I was
1: just like going and just clicking the weapon back on and didn't even look over it I've by got, offhand. As
2: someone with eight sets of item rack gear, <laughs> you guys can I, I I don't, know. I don't, I don't even, have even to use switch on my
3: whatever. gear. Why would I use item rack?
2: <laughs> that's hmm. that's I hear. All right, dying. but all in all, we got to yeah, yeah, we, we, got, didn't, get him we didn't get him down, we got him very close. If very the close. problem, the problem is. That morning, the morning of, of the night we're going into uh, Tempest Keep, if we had gotten as good as attempts as in, in those five attempts as I like that morning, I would have thought that was awesome progress. But the fact that I really thought we could have killed him, it felt like bad progress. I was like, we really could have had this. We had one more attempt to do and trash respawned nah. as we were getting there. I think we really could have got him down on that attempt. It was a huge bummer, but we just we we're already over raid time. We just didn't have time uh for another attempt to, after having to kill like all the trash. So we had and a we call We only quits. raid three hours. We only raid three just hours. One hundred percent you will be hearing next week how KT died. Uh if not, uh, uh I will be quitting my guild.
4: <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> I I yep. fully believe, especially considering the additional gear we'll be getting in like SSC and stuff, like every little bit is gonna help. And we're we're so close. It's just like semantics at this point, <laughs> like getting him down. You're muted.
3: Oh, sorry. I said we've always been a guild that needs to see it at least once.
1: I mean, every guild needs to see it at least once. The Like, we dropped Lady Vash in 20 attempts. Like, that's pretty good. The guilds that did it, you know, the first day, had 20 attempts in PTR. Yeah. So yeah. we're just not like doing PTR sweating.
2: Yeah, KC is going to go down in 10 attempts. I'm, I'm very positive uh, about yeah. that. And I, I, KC is a bit easier than Vash, but K- you definitely have to see every phase. You literally are just learning each phase. It's like one of those memory yeah. games where it's like you hit, it's like a light box and it makes a noise and you have to like hit back. It'll be like boop and you go boop. And then it makes two beeps and you have to hit the the numbers correctly. Uh, it's like a memorization yeah. game. Like what comes next? I stand over here. But the actual mechanics <laughs> are not very difficult. Like your individual job is not so hard you won't be able to do it. You just need to learn it and then you need all the people to learn it. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what it comes down to. Yep, yep. All right, well,
1: we are we are definitely going to be running extremely long this week. We have we have some news to get through, so Wait,
2: I didn't want to talk about Leo for 20 minutes, okay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's move into time for the news so first off in the news if you're listening to this on monday then all all hallows end has come to an end and so it's done it was done what yesterday if that's correct. You're no, confusing. no, it was done today. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was done today. If you're one of the few listeners that checks us out on YouTube or on Twitch, you have this weekend to pos- to possibly get your mount. Try and get as many attempts in as you can. But this, I'll, that's all we really need to say about that. Next is a uh, a fix to spell resist in the 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 burning crusade, and I had to read this over. A couple times to actually understand what it was, but basically, things like the sure footed uh enchant that you put on your boots is five per percent root and uh and root and whatever uh resists root and it's not stun, but it's root and and the, uh, the other one immobilize, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, basically, before this change. You were able to stack. You were able to stack spell hit to actually neg- negate that. You know, five percent or three percent of the five pers- per percent. Same with like unbreakable will, which is like you know stun resist, and then any of the meta gems that have stun resist or root resist. Those were able to be cheesed by over spell hitting. Uh, on. On characters, and now that has been changed to where your spell hit doesn't actually factor into those things procking. So, probably wasn't used by a ton of people, but you know, maybe if you're going against a PVE group in you know, with their PVE game, like, hey, I'm on, getting rooted Arita, every time. <laughs> Yeah, then you're like five percent might not have worked, but they've went ahead and changed that, and then also well, here's the, the next uh, rogues, change is really of shadows. shadows This change, yeah, yeah.
2: everyone was really clamoring for this change, Bob. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure we're all very excited. So, so what happened? What did they do, Bob?
1: They made rogues even better in PvP. So basically, cloak of sh- of shadows was only doing eighty r- uh, percent resist. Now it's back up to its, you know, what it was supposed to be. 90% resist, but anybody who's went up against a Cloak of Shadows rogue got a caster, doesn't like to hear this information. I'm
2: a very biased person. I, I I there's probably nothing in the world I hold more prejudice against than a rogue. And uh I can just imagine and I I'm so sorry for all the people who who like like this podcast and, and there's a rogue and what I'm about to just do, but I just know that this came from the hardest of QQing PvP rogues, because only a PvP rogue would notice this sort of nonsense that I, I, it feels like Cloak of Shadows is only resisting 80% of the time, <laughs> uh, not 90% of the time. I can only evasion dodge. I can only evasion and Cloak of Shadows everything and live and then cheat death and then vanish and then go bandage. (laughs) And then and then use my engineering
1: belt. And then,
2: (laughs) yeah, yeah. And then pop my engineering belt after I cheat death. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, great. Good. Good. Thanks, Blizzard. Glad you're really on it. There's a threat. There's a threat. White problem on Kael'thas for three weeks that you knew about before you even launched it. But let's make sure rogues are better (laughs) in PvP, guys. I this is I mean I'm just obviously this this is just like a weird like they're they're suggesting that they're making this change because that's how it was in the Burning Crusade but honestly we're so past this no changes thing just keep it eighty percent who cares forget these rogues (laughs) (laughs) that's all I got on (laughs) this yeah
1: coming from people that don't have a uh, rogue mage team I'm gonna have to agree (laughs) yeah (laughs) bias in full form oh yeah. Oh, uh, so the next one is actually I feel embarrassed that I didn't even know that this was a thing. So uh uh Simonize, S-I-M-O-N-I-Z-E. He's a a YouTuber, you should check him out. He actually found out a way to make the Gnomish the Gnomish battle chicken do battle squawk like every time. It's like it's perfect. So For those of you who were like me and had no idea this was a thing, battles uh, uh, the move Battle Squawk pro provides a five percent haste buff to all nearby party members for four minutes. That's huge! Now I understand why people would actually pop that in vanilla, but people were like had all kinds of had all kinds of theories of like when it would cast it like sometimes it wouldn't cast it at all so he he found out that if you summoned the Gnomish battle chicken while in combat with a mob that has already performed a hostile action towards you it will cast battle squawk almost immediately after after summoning it so this is a way to get a 5% haste buff for everybody in your party which is
2: pretty nuts i um i didn't i didn't go gnomish and make all the gnomish stuff before i went goblin engineering
1: same same. yes
2: i i don't really have an excuse other than i did it right as tbc came out so i just like didn't have time or money to do it and uh little did i know that it would stack i didn't know these stacked i think that that's the thing that bugs me the most i didn't know that you could have five of these on at once (laughs) and that's what people uh have been able to do by insta like it didn't matter when it was a random proc right but if you can force it out you're able to do it for a minute they fixed it i think they already fixed it for a minute you could actually get infinite of these buffs when they when people first discovered that you could um auto trigger it they realized you could log out Wait for the cooldown log back in insta trigger it again log out and then just keep buffing yourself over and over again but they do they fixed it so you can only get your one chicken buff now so but you can still oh, have wow. if you have five engineers in a group you can still have all of them procking it
1: well and what sucks is It is a, you know, some of the stuff you could just buy, but this is a bind on pickup items. It's one of the ones that
2: that you're supposed to go gnomish for first and then. And for anybody who doesn't do
1: engineering, it's not like tailoring. You literally have to drop engineering completely to switch and work it up from zero. So that's that's a
2: rough, rough thing. Yeah. And I use Goblin trinkets, so I would have to work it up twice, basically. Luckily, this is only like two thirty, so you don't you don't have to work it up like all the way. And there's other gnomish things that you can get.
1: Well, but do you do you still have to be? I think the
2: rocket a requires for the you, rocket I think base? They, for, oh yeah, I think you do.
1: Oh, that's um, a bummer because the battle chicken doesn't require you be it. You just have to craft it yours yourself.
2: Yeah, you just craft it early. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna double check, but I think that all the TBC ones, yeah, requires the Goblin Engineer to put on, uh, is a change because they didn't want people. People, I don't think they want people like swapping back and forth to make everything.
1: Yeah, but yeah, it's just kind of an interesting thing. So definitely check it out. We'll have it in the mm-hmm. notes if you're confused. If it ends
2: up being like super meta, I would hope something like this gets nerfed personally, um, just because like. It's just, too, it, it, it sounds like, it has the potential to be like two meta, I guess. <laughs> but, we'll see.
1: It's, yeah, it's, I mean, 5% haste buff is pretty big for four minutes. Yeah. I mean, whew. But, hopefully, we have some raiders in our guild that have it. I'll swap. I know at least one does, because hey, I saw in the a battle chicken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Now we're moving into the uh, the classic news. All right, so the 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 classic fresh news. So they did the whole Onyxia and and Molten Core test. All all they really did was there's a there's there's a whole blue post. We'll have it linked in the notes, but I'm not going to just read it out because I think that's a waste of time for you and us. But the the gist of it is they. They, they basically they buffed it everything in the dungeon by one hundred per percent health and mm. added a couple of old, uh, old things in. Like Ragnaros would do his fire thing, multiple you know multiple times. But they found out that like digging into the code there really wasn't much changed in, in in Molten Core. Like, I know I heard North on Countdown to Classics say something about Gar doing some weird stuff, but supposedly that just didn't exist. That must have been something he heard about on a private server and in his mind changed to was in WoW initially, but uh, they just didn't find much. So they're planning a new test... And that test actually went on, I think, today. I saw some people cleared it, but it's interesting because they're actually adding new moves now to Onyxia and to Molten Core. Like, there's a new move Armageddon. There's a new move Call Call Meteor. There's a charge move Dark Dark
2: Mending. Yeah, big heal moves. <laughs>
1: Like dispel magic, eruption, explosion, fireball volley, inferno, living fallout, magma splash, meteor, summon corehound, summon and warder, teleport spawn, VFX. Like we don't really know what these moves do.
2: Well, some of them, some of them, you can obviously insinuate. But what I think is really cool yeah. is that. It sounds like to me, some of these single target fights where maybe certain classes were benefiting, like summon core hound might be a uh, magmadar ability, right? Because he's like the core hound boss. So it could be that instead of this being a tank and spank single target fight, now he has adds that he summons and a different class might be the, the highest DPS there because I don't know, maybe a warrior can't hit both targets at the same time, depending on what the fight looks like now.
1: Yeah, or or summon core hound. Like, what, like, some bosses might just summon a, a, yeah,
2: a ore Yeah, and year Warder is probably, I mean, who knows, year might summon, like, something stronger than whelps now. Instead of just whelps coming out during the cave, maybe elites are going to be coming out while she's breathing on you, which I remember us handling breaths. Like, they're... <laughs> like, classic was, was easy, but, you know, like, you could die. There were some mechanics, like the breath, that could just wipe you all. And if there's other stuff going on, this could bring. These are the sort of changes that can bring a level of difficulty that I think people will have a hard time with. I think it requires more than just more health or more damage. It requires more me- new mechanics. And this, this is what they're doing.
1: Yeah, And it's, it, it's interesting for me because, you know, this is what everybody always was like. Oh, I don't think they could do it, but... I don't know that I'm in that same camp as I was prior. Like with them bring, like with them bringing Holly in. I think I th- I think this could actually be something that's really cool, where they're actually changing it up, and it's going to be a different game. It's not going to be what we lived through in Classic Fresh.
2: I, well, I think that's I think that's the important thing, right? Is I don't think that they can do it. But they can do it if they're going to do a season where this is just like a temporary measure. If they release Classic WoW and they were like, yeah, this is like what Classic WoW is forever now. It'd be like, well, that's weird. But the fact that they're able to try things out in, uh, in seasons, you don't have to. They don't they don't have to get it 100 percent right. Right. Like they can mess up a little bit. Yeah. They can have a weak phase where maybe they should have done something different because they're going to it's going to be iterative. They're going to they can change things next time around. Um, so, I think that that is an important part. Like, I don't know, like, if, if there was only one version of Classic Plus where any change they put in is permanent, I can see why people would still be worried. But hey, it's a season of mastery. Whatever, you know, you know what you're signing up for now.
1: Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's, I mean, it's interesting. It's, it, it, it really is. And I think it's going to be something, you know, we, we hit that email about seasons them changing stuff out like each season. I think that this is just the beginning. I think that they're going to start adding things to B to BWL oh, yeah. and adding things but to AQ. I want and- this
2: without beta tests. I want to, yeah. I want them to release season of mastery, and you have to go blind into Luciferon, and suddenly Luciferon's ads are like start dark mending him, and they start you know they explode on death, and you're like, what's going happen?ing You have to like actually learn. Think about I mean, just think about. Everyone will make like videos again, like new boss guides would come out about like, here's how to do this boss now. And I think that that's so cool. It promotes like a whole new level of community that because you won't have the knowledge already there, you have to band together. You have to join discords or something and figure out like, whoa, no one can kill rag. Like, how do we do it? And I, that, that's cool. But the more you let them people beta test and I understand why they're doing it. But the more you let people beta test, the less cool it gets.
1: Yeah, and and I think you're exactly right. We know why they're doing it. It's because this is the first time they've done something <laughs> yeah. like like I mean, this. If, and then in the future yeah. they might be able to do that. Yeah, if you know they what put what out I mean? something
2: broken, people will be more upset than allowing a beta test. That's like that's just how it goes. Yeah, they don't want to put something broken.
1: Yeah, the race to 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 world first could actually be exciting if this isn't tested and there's new stuff in. It would actually be a true race to 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 world first. Instead of everybody, you know, it was definitely cool to see phase two and how they had pre-planned to, you know, use their, you know, rocket boots, parachute cloaks to skip all the trash and everything. That was neat, but I think it would have been neater to see really good guilds wiping because because none of, like, that's what sucks about all these streamers and the people that are really good and on, the, on the cutting edge. They don't stream their PTR, which is stupid we don't get to like actually see the struggle trials and tribulations like i think that's why people enjoy us talking about raid is because they don't get that from them they just get to see them enact the perfect thing and i think it'd be neat to see those people work through things i mean you
2: can tell that blizzard knows this to some extent because think about how they tested Nax. With tiny short windows of boss fights where you were insanely buffed. So you couldn't really tell like how difficult the fights were going to be when it actually came out. Like Blizzard knows that it's more interesting that way because they did that for Nax. But they are not doing it for TVC anymore. They're just like, hey, free reign. Go ahead and kill all the bosses you want. And it's like, it's sad. Um, But... I think it's one of those things where you just have to, like, look internally. I'm having a blast in our TBC progression, but if I was thinking about how, like, oh, this guild's 10 out of 10, this guild's 10 out of 10, like, it's easy to get drained from that mentality, but if all you think about is, like, how sick our bash kill was, how close we are to KT, you can have fun, but, yeah, like, when you see that, like, oh, this guild's already downed at 10 times on PTR, it's like, okay, (laughs) like...
1: Did we lose Mel? I don't
5: know. Mel, you there? Hold on, pause the podcast for a second. Talk uh, <laughs> talk to
2: chat. Yeah. I'll keep everyone entertained. Hi, everyone. Uh, I've got nothing to say, sorry. <laughs> Huge error on my part. I was confident when I went into this, but I stopped being confident very quickly. Hey, we're back.
1: Holy crap. Okay, so Mel's literally asleep in bed. No way. I sw- yeah, she's had a long week of Whoa. working extremely long hours and we just took it out of her with the she made a decision
2: at some point she was like it's it's time
1: yep oh that's (laughs) hilarious all right so it's just being and being yep here
2: for the remake what we're almost done we we had a (laughs) pre-recorded discussion so oh man all right so we got to see the mastery (laughs) and mel went to bed i feel like that i feel like that is a that's a statement
1: that's like, that kind of is. It kind of is. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Oh, all right. Well, she she just works herself too hard. But all
2: right, so she works much harder than either <laughs> of
1: us. <laughs> yep, definitely. All right, so let's let's move on to the to the next stuff. So, in week four of the open uh, beta, they've done a f- they've done a few more changes. Okay, these these aren't uh, molten core on nixia based. These are. Many groups of guard NPCs that were removed from Altrick Valley in Patch 1.11 have been restored to Season of Mastery. What do you? How do you feel about this?
2: Um, I I think that's probably fine, right? Um,
1: I know a lot of people want that, but literally, I just went Ultric Valley just to like farbotter like I really don't like that BG.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think they're just trying to get rid of some of the cheesiness involved because it is such a large scale battleground that maybe that this is like a big deal. I personally don't care at all. I think that PVP, unless they're unless we've got some like. I don't know, serious changes. I know we're about to talk about PVP changes, but I don't know. Classic PVP is just. Now that I've experienced TBC PvP, it's kind of hard to retroactively have any like major interest. It is like, hard. Ooh, Waltrak Valley is going to be better in Classic, and it's like ah, TBC is so fun, and like the gear, the way you gear in TBC, and how it's its own progression. It's hard to beat that with just Track Valley changes.
1: Yeah, and in Classic or in in Vanilla. It's so much about globaling people, whereas re- resilience changes that in TBC and just yeah. makes it a much more interactive thing. Where I just you know, yeah, self- I just don't,
2: don't see PvP as like a main draw of vanilla, um, except for the people who it is a main draw for, right? And I, I would assume that they like this. It's it's just, it is. It.
1: Yep. Yep. If you're a class that's good at uh, globaling, you'll probably enjoy it. Like, so. All right, so uh, Blackrock Depths. So just to let ev- ev- everybody know, they've done a thing to try and combat the uh, Blackrock Depths pickpocketing farm that rogue bots would do. And what they've done is it's... I forget what it's actually called. They don't actually stay, s- yeah, say it like here, a but...
2: a that you get, right, as you pickpocket. Yeah.
1: Like, after 10 or 15 pick uh, pickpockets... It will put a hour long or a a, actually it's thirty minute long debuff on your rogue. Basically, makes it so you just loot pocket lint from that point on. And this is this is their way of trying to combat the bots. It is a bummer for the rogues that actually did it manually, along with coffer runs, and you know, like it. I mean, it was kind of a cool farm for them. It wasn't very big, but. It kind of sucks for that, but at the same time, it will cut down the amount of gold, you know, raw gold going into the uh, the economy.
2: Yeah, if you're getting rid of like the mage stuff, I see this as like a natural follow up course, right? Um, it's not it's not exactly one for one because, of course, like the mage boosting is a big problem, but just mage bots, gold grinding in instances is a is a problem too. So, <laughs> like th- this follows, and I think it's good. I think anything to combat bots, I, I, most people are going to be okay with especially raw gold yeah. farms are so annoying big problem with inflation when mages are like doing the uh mages would all do the the plants and dire Malt east i forget what they're called now um but the little thornling guys that you could just aoe down yeah, and you just make, yeah, you can just make you, uh, even a priest could solo it um and it's like you can just get so much raw gold and if there's a bot in there you're just the inflation's nuts
1: yeah, and I and I know the rogues that did this legitly are going to be like, "Hey, why don't you just regulate and ban the bots?" But like, maybe they can't do that. So, I mean, this is at least something in the direction that's going to help discourage that behavior. Yeah. And you know, you got to you know, got to be thankful for what you get. Um, okay, so then also they put the the many adjustments have been made in Molten Core and Onyxia's Lair. Um, I, I I wish I would have checked out some of those VODs today. I could maybe talk about them yeah, next, next week. Yeah, next week we'll be but, able to talk more about them. Yeah, I'd love to see like what summoned Core Hounds and stuff like that. So that'll be pretty inter- interesting. And then the next one is... The PvP honor system has been adjusted to accelerate the rate in which players rank up. Now, I didn't really understand this 20% to 40% change. Do you understand it? Because I didn't rank at all in Classic. Yeah,
2: so it it has to do with the fundamental way of how ranking works. People have a misunderstanding where they think that, like, there is a percentage of, like, where you fall in your bracket that you'll go up a percentage based on. It's not how it works. Depending on where you are in your bracket, you're given an amount of rank points. And depending on your total rank points, it determines what rank you are. Um, And then depending on, I don't know the exact numbers, but it'll be like bracket, you know, 13 to 14 will have a range of 2,000 to 3,000 rank points. And if you're at the bottom of the bracket, you'll get 2,000. If you're at the top of the bracket, you'll get 3,000. And it's a sliding scale of how many points you get each week. Um, so all they're doing is increasing what that number is that you get each week, so you actually don't have to you can pass that threshold you need a lot easier to get to the next rank. Um, so that means like every week that you go really hard in, you're gaining way more than you were before. Um So yeah, it's like a little confusing if all you do is look at like what bracket you're in, but when you think about it in rank points, and if you look at like spreadsheets where where you calculate how long it'll take to get to Grand Marshall, they'll do it in rank points. Um, so like all you'll be have to all you have to do is change what that number like you just multiply those rank points by 20 to 40 percent and you'll have an idea of how many weeks it will take but it's a good change um, I'm a I'm a huge proponent I think if you want if you really want to make this like a, an accessible experience I just think getting rid of uh, losing any honor is all you really have to do like losing rank get rid of it entirely and like you're good to go <laughs> Like it's way more accessible, you still have to go really hard in any given week that you're trying to rank up in. It just lets you take a break. The fact that you're not allowed to take a break is the only real problem I have with the p v p system
1: yeah you i mean you could just be like, okay, well, this week I'm taking a complete break next week I'm going hard this week I'm taking a complete break next week i'm going you could yep. you could you could do it every other and you you're still going to get i mean yes, the super sweaties are going to get the weapons the quickest, and the weapons are huge. But it would be a way, you know, for instance, if this was the way, if, you know, what you're suggesting was the way in vanilla, I would have at least done one out of every three weeks hard hardcore. And then by the time we hit, you know, late BWL, I probably would have had the weapons or... You know, and, early AQ. Because,
2: like, it's just any time you play an MMO, I, I can never be this focused. Like, one day I want the Winter Spring mount, and the next day I want to go do this and go farm gold. The fact that in order to PvP and vanilla, you have to be like, all I'm going to do <laughs> is this for weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months and months. What's the point? Especially when some people were cheesing it anyway by going to smaller servers. They were cheesing it by... uh by like cohorting with like the people at the top to like limit how much honor everyone's getting. Like people are already gaming the system (laughs) and
1: creating hundreds, if not thousands of bots to get 15 kills.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That was a, a cool time. (laughs) Um. So yeah, I, yeah, I think just, this is, this is a benefit, but I think fundamentally changing how it works is just easier. We're, we're working adults now. Like we don't, we can't give, Three months to a pvp grind i can give three months to a pvp grind over a year <laughs> but not in yep. a row
1: <laughs> yep yep but yep so that's uh those, those are some of the changes they're they're doing and who who knows if they're going to keep it going through but in the last set of news season of mastery is coming it's coming hard fast uh you'll be able to reserve your name on november 11th so If you want to reserve a name, uh, get to it. And then uh, it launches November 16th, which I feel like the best launch date would have been when, uh, what's it called? Uh, The Bear Mount came out. What's that, Ray? Zulamon. However. Yeah.
2: I'll be Mel for a moment. You have to understand that we're not the audience of this. Even though you want it out in Zulamon, <laughs> there are people who want Classic Fresh right now, and that is who is being targeted by this. So fundamentally, but yeah, I, it, I'm going to have some serious FOMO. I just don't have time to put any real effort in starting in a couple of weeks for this. And that's like, I'm just going to have FOMO. I'm going to be like, everyone's doing that, and that's cool. I'm, I'm over here playing TBC. Can't even get a heroic group together. <laughs> and everyone's running dead minds without me
1: know. I think I think I am going to do like just a hardcore character, just at least at the beginning, just to experience it. But if that hardcore character dies, I'm done. I'll
2: play what what's uh, what day is the 16th? Is that a Tuesday like they normally do? It's a Saturday. OK, perfect. So Saturday, maybe I'll play that Saturday and Sunday and like see what's up, you know, <laughs> like that. That's more along the lines of. Uh, Wait no, it's a it's a Tuesday. Oh, I'm looking at October. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so it is a Tuesday. Um, Okay, not cool. I'll play that weekend. I'll be way behind everyone else, but uh, I'll play that weekend. Like to me, that's like way too against us. We raid that night. (laughs) How are you going to release it on a raid night? You know. Oh well. uh, That's okay. I understand. it's It's not for us.
1: Either way, it'll be neat to watch it. There's tons of people that are going to stream it. Like it's 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 going to be a neat thing to follow, and we'll you know it'll be even if we're not playing it hardcore. We'll we'll continue to cover it as a podcast. So you definitely, we'll need your clips and vods sent in to us so that we can see what it's like. So to help us out, heck yeah. But yeah, that's going to end our news and send us into. <laughs>
3: Bobby, we need to have a talk about this World of Warcraft classic.
1: Do I look like I know what a wow token is? All right, so we have me and Ryan here, and we're joined by Harskar, our guild leader of Vargflocken. Welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. And we are also joined by friend of the show, Nay Smith. How you doing?
0: Doing great. Great to be back.
1: Good deal, good deal. All right, so this is going to be a thing where we just recently dropped Lady... Lady V and we, and we have that now on farm and we are turning our sights to Kale Thos and Naismith offered us a helping hand and to just give us some tips and tricks that make the fight a lot easier. So we thought this would be great content for you guys out, out there and great content for us to help us drop it quicker. So with that being said, Naismith, do you want to start us off?
0: Sure, I can start us off. Uh, Kael'thas is a marathon of a fight. Uh, It's five phases. Uh, Several of the phases are not terribly difficult, but the transitions between phases can really trip some people up. Uh, First thing you need to know is uh, you do get legendary weapons during this fight. Uh, They are very useful and they are pretty much required to kill the boss.
1: Yeah, I saw that. It was recommended that you make macros to equip it so you're not trying to, yes. you know, fuddle around.
0: Uh, and pretty much a lot of them have, like, use effects, like the staff uh, prevents certain, um, like, loss of your character control, uh, like stuns, which is very useful. Um, and the hunter one actually produces legendary, but like, um arrows as well, uh, to go with the bow. Um, Let's just get started with uh, phase one.
5: Now, uh, there are four mini-bosses that go with uh, Kael'thas. It's named Thaladred,
0: Sanguinar, Capernaum, and Talonicus. You will likely memorize these names because you will hear the boss say them over and over and over again.
1: Real, real quick, just to interject. From what I saw, from left to right, number one is the far left. Is the second bread. one that you kill is far right. Yes. The third one that you kill is uh, right of center, and the fourth one you kill is left of center. Is that correct?
0: That's true. Okay, that's okay, cool, the order. Cool. They, that's the order they come out in phase during phase one. You fight them one at a time. Uh, the first one, Saladred. Uh, just walks towards uh, it. Will he will focus someone and walk towards them? Uh pretty much ignoring all else. If you do over ten thousand threat to him while he is fixated, you can pull aggro during this. So be careful. You don't want to pull aggro at an inopportune time because if he melees you, you're fucked. Uh, you're dead. Pretty much no matter what. Um. So what you want to do is you want to kite him around the room, but you want to do it in a way so that people can stand in the middle of the room and get a lot of good uptime on him. Because it's very dangerous to have your melee on this guy because he will turn around and just one-shot people.
1: So who's kiting him?
0: Uh, It's random. He randomly fixates one person, Uh. and then he wanders around the room, and it changes about every 12 to 15 seconds. Um, so I would recommend, uh, since you are going to wipe on this fight, I would recommend, uh, taking some time. The first time you're in there, have people learn how to kite him around a circle, like or not a circle, like in a long oval. Um, you want him to die towards the end where you guys entered the room, The the player characters enter the room. It is, uh, like, Phase one is all about setting up uh, for success in phase three. So this means we have to kill uh, bosses very carefully and uh, like in certain places. That way we have an easier time. So once you've killed Thaladred, Lord Sanguinar uh, pops up. This guy is, um, you need to have a, just out of curiosity, what is your guy's tanking situation? Like what tanks do you use? Uh,
6: We have one of each.
0: Okay, that's wonderful. Uh our warrior tanks this guy because uh he can stance dance the fear pretty easily, because it's a one and a half second cast, so you should be able to catch it pretty much every time. Uh all he does is an AoE fear. Other than that, he's a tank in spank. It's easy. Um you can out uh, all your range can out can outrange the fear just by being more than thirty yards away, so it's not hard to like completely negate this. Now what you want to do is you want to take him, and as you are looking at the uh, stage where they are all uh, standing to begin with, you want to tank uh, tank him across uh, to the far left. Um, you put him over there because his AOE fear can hit everyone during phase three, and there's no way to uh, to negate it other than Tremor totems and uh, Will of the Forsaken. Although you got oh wait, you are alliance aren't you? So, oh yeah, yeah. So, never mind about that. Um, can't believe I'm a fucking collaborator. <laughs> so uh, we,
6: we, we, have a, we have a shaman for every group, so we can tremor and then we have a few, few words. Yeah.
0: You're handing gear to the enemy. Technically, yes. Uh, but you take him to the far left, uh, off the platform,
5: uh, leave him there. It's, uh, like, don't worry about him. He's like probably the least important, uh,
0: guy in the next phase in phase three um now uh capernian is the next one's gonna pop this is the uh woman uh she is a caster now you she needs to be tanked probably by a warlock in fact only by a warlock is what i would say um some we don't bother like respecting to like a soul link uh, spec for this we just uh, I just tank it as affliction and it's fine so Um,
1: would you say it's better for enough because we have affliction and destro but like for Leo we use a destro lock and not the affliction lock is the affliction lock better or would it be better to have a destro uh,
0: I just did it because I like to have control of stuff like that since I'm raid leaving like it's it's a difficult I I know I'm going to do the right thing hopefully. So um, I would honestly put, as long as they have over 10k health, I would put probably your lowest DPS warlock there. Um, just because it's going to be, uh, you want as absolutely much DPS on Thaladred as possible in phase three. So just put your lowest DPS uh, warlock there, have him click off Salvation, uh, get Threat, it's not too difficult i'd maybe have a misdirect form
1: i assume using searing pain a lot right yes
0: you spam searing pain now there are a couple things you have to worry about from capernian one no one can be within melee range of her and i do mean no one like uh all hunter pets no uh all melee no they sit back and just twiddle their thumbs um if you get in close to her, she starts spamming an arcane explosion that slows you and knocks you around the room. So there is absolutely no point in uh, DPSing her as a melee. Uh the warlock gets threat on them, her, but they also need to be far enough away to avoid her conflag. Her conflag is gonna hit someone and uh puts a nasty dot on them. And, uh, causes them to just, you know, wander like disoriented for, I think it's eight seconds. So you really don't want that to hit your tank. So the way you counter this is you, a lot of people use their, uh, prot paladin to stand usually about uh, 25 to 30 yards away, uh, from the, uh, uh, from Capernaum. And that guy will just like soak all the conflags and he's easily healable. Uh you want there are several weak auras you can get. Uh and I would do you guys use weak auras in your guild? Oh yeah. Okay. Um I Yeah, would get, if you
1: can prove if you could provide those, like I could put links in um in the show notes too for them.
0: Okay, I can do that. Um there's a just one that's very simple. It's a Caperna Rangefinder, uh like her conflag uh range. Use that Uh, Your Warlock needs to be outside of the conflag range, but um, your uh, Paladin, if you do our strategy, should be in there. Now, getting Snap Threat on Capernaum can be an issue because you want her to stand pretty much exactly where she is. So what you do is, uh, what I do, is I just Soul Burn and then uh, to get initial threat, uh, I get Misdirected and... So I run, and while I'm getting misdirected, I run out of Conflag range and just start searing painter. It's, and then ranged kit comes in, we kill her, we move on to Talonicus. Now, Talonicus is, uh, he's the engineer.
5: The big thing, we have our, uh, uh, uh
0: guardian druid, uh, pick him up. Uh, we put him right next to, uh, Sanguinar to the left.
5: Well, yeah. hold on. What do you mean by
6: Guardian Druid?
0: Uh, it's a Feral Druid. Okay. A Bear Druid.
6: Um, Gu- Guardian's a retail thing. That's what they changed the like uh, tank Druid spec to I later have, on in the game. Uh, I, have not played, okay.
0: I have not played retail since Legion. I don't know why my brain went to Guardian Druid. That's very bizarre. Um, we have our Feral Druid tank. him. We tank him near uh, Sanguinar to the left. Because in phase three we want to get cleave going for our melee, so blade flurries, all sorts of
5: stuff like that. Um,
0: <clears throat> all he does is um, he throw, uh, he does melee and he throws dynamite. So you want uh, your melee to stay as far away from him as possible because the splash damage from the dynamite can really hurt. Um, the other thing he does, and this is the most important thing that you need to worry about is he puts what's called remote toy debuff on people uh what that does is for 1 minute um it stuns people periodically there's no way to predict it no way to deal with it um you just have to deal with it now there are several classes that can do things to get it off of them uh rogues can cloak of shadows it off uh paladins can divine shield you cannot uh blessing of protection it off but you can divine shield it off you can also ice block it off. Uh if a tank gets that debuff, I would strenuously advise you not go into phase 2 until you get that done and just wait for it to come off. Sit there, it's not fun, but you don't want to you really don't want to uh have your tank getting periodically stunned during the next phase. So <clears throat> once you've uh get him in place, tank him DPS them down. Make sure no one important has the debuff. You push on to phase two. All right. Let's just. Do you have any questions over phase one while we're.
1: Well, like, how Uh, do you push it to phase two?
0: You kill them. You kill all four of them. So
1: you would hold DPS if you wanted to, like, wait.
0: Yeah.
6: Okay. For for phase one, uh, a couple questions I have. So I haven't seen much about it, but on uh, Thaldred, the first guy. Um, is there a duration or like a window after the new fixation that melee can go in attack or is it, uh, there is okay. like,
0: uh, but that's going to be like on your melee to feel it out. Right. Like, right. When, uh, Cause he can, sometimes what he'll do is he'll, um, once his fixation is over, he will target someone new, walk to them for about three seconds and then he'll target someone else and then uh, fixate that guy for like the 12 seconds okay yeah i
6: wasn't sure i think some raids are just like it's not worth it just stay out melee and then i've seen some raids who try to get as much in as they can
0: yes um we tend to let our i I tend to let our melee go in and use their best judgment and then we just uh sigh and scoff at them if they die so um I, i mean use your best judgment like let them feel it out see if they feel like it's um
2: appropriate yeah. or you have, to, you have to train melee through social humiliation <laughs> as they die if
6: they haven't already been
2: yeah they haven't already
6: been. um and then also on um the caster boss uh the astromancer i can't remember her name but um capernian capernian uh do you know how much the conflag hits for i've seen some vods of uh groups putting sh- their shadow priest in instead of a tank just because shadow priests have lower range i assume to keep up debuffs buffs and stuff like that
0: yes um uh- that's one of the re- that's one of the issues you have with shadow priests, and I was actually going to get to that in phase three because uh, some guilds uh, use shadow priests in a different way than we do. Um, but it it is it's very dangerous uh, to put your shadow priests too close to them. Okay, because uh, they can't the, the conflag can hit for like it can easily kill someone if they're not healed. So um, yeah, just keep an eye on conflag and like getting getting through phase one. Well, I've already sat and talked here about it for almost what feels like 10 minutes. Um, it's actually the easiest part of the fight. Um, hopefully, it won't take you. Like, it didn't take my guilt. It took us
5: barely any attempts to get through that. Um,
0: any other questions before we move on to phase two?
4: Out of I curiosity,
1: how many attempts did it take to down Lady Vash?
0: Uh, We haven't downed Bash yet.
1: Oh, damn. Got him. I was just like, because I feel like we did 20, and I feel like that was a good number. So, sorry. I was just trying to uh, brag for our guild just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Bob's trying to fluff us a little bit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if you're not for yourself, who can you be for? Um, All right. So, phase two uh, begins pretty much like five seconds after you kill Talonicus, the final uh, guy uh phase 2 he summons weapons up um there is a staff a mace a dagger a sword
5: a shield a two-handed axe and a bow
0: now what you what we have to do what you have to do is get control of them pretty much immediately we have our uh the bow needs to be tanked Facing away, we have our... uh, Do you guys have a um, Boomkin? We do. We have our Boomkin do that just because uh, their DPS doesn't depend on a pet. Some guilds use a Hunter to do it. Uh, But you just want to face that away from the raid um, because it will multi-shot and that can do... That's quite a bit of raid damage that you just don't need to deal with. So face that away and then eventually uh, you move to that but the bow is a lot like Capernaum. You don't want any melee near it. Uh, if it, if someone gets in melee range with it, it starts blinking around the room, and it becomes very difficult to deal with. Uh, so, yeah.
2: Uh, hey, side question. Uh, is there any reason to ever bring melee to anything in the right to say?
0: Yes. Uh, melee is actually very useful in this fight.
5: It's good to hear, because so far it's been <laughs> dismal. Alright, so um what you do next uh getting control
0: of these um weapons it sounds more complex than it actually is. You just like have your paladin stand in the middle, uh tank as many as he can, uh pretty much get initial aggro on everything. Uh we have our warrior take the two handed axe out. Um because it whirlwinds and that will just insta give people they, okay. They get caught in it.
1: So I've I, I've been watching VODs. I've heard two different schools on this. Some people say keep the axe in, and some people say take the axe out.
0: Well, what you can do is if uh, what we do is we take it out, have, let it have its first whirlwind, then we bring it back in so it gets hit with all the AoE. Um, then if it AoEs again, we just keep it stunned.
1: Okay, so uh, we're basically trying to AoE these weapons down.
0: Yes. Now, what's going to happen is uh you need to have usually a mage or a shaman of some kind interrupt the staff. So the staff run because uh, the staff is a caster. It run it'll run in and be easily picked up by the paladin tank. Um we have our druid tank the sword and the shield, because those can do quite a bit of damage. And they actually have quite a bit of HP as well. Um so he just keeps those right in the AoE. They don't do any like AoE damage, so just Uh, go to town on those we also have um, our rogues assigned to interrupting uh, the staff once it's in the group and um, interrupt the uh, uh, mace because the mace will heal so you need to keep those interrupted Um, they don't have a lot of HP
1: is Um, is uh, Curse of Tongues worth it on the ones you need to interrupt
0: no absolutely not Okay, Uh, you just want to do as much damage as possible like, we usually wait all of five to six seconds for a threat to get established. I'm usually tossed since I have the malediction tossing out, like, cursive elements, and then we just start blowing stuff up. Uh, you have a minute 30 to kill all the weapons. Now, they're going to die at uh, irregular rates because they all have different HP and different armor values. Like, the shield has a shit ton of HP, and it is like. <laughs> it's uh like it has more armor. Like I think that's logical. But the shield also has a shield spike, so it's kind of dangerous for melee to do too much to it. So our melee concentrates on the staff, uh the mace, uh the sword, uh dagger and then the uh two-handed axe. But the two-handed axe is obviously it's dangerous to be next to because it whirlwinds so much. Um. Once you have like uh, three or four of them down, you need to have people start equipping the weapons as they get down because they will despawn and people can miss them. So, like, call it out. Say, "Hey guys, get your weapons, put them on, equip them." They give really good buffs. Like um, the dagger for that. The rogue, the rogues are going to equip the sword and the dagger. Oh, and if you have like a fury warrior, he'll do the same. Uh
1: and and these are like it's not like just just one per like everybody can grab it, right?
0: You can grab pretty much all the weapons that I think you that your character can use.
1: Okay.
5: Uh,
0: like we have um since we have a boom can tanking the bow and that's pretty far away from where the uh staff drops, we have a hunter loot the bow and then just go trade it to him. You can do that. Um
5: it's it's pretty easy to handle. So um <clears throat>
0: let's see here uh once you've started getting them equipped you should have anywhere like when in phase two we usually have about anywhere from 15 to 30 seconds to spare just sitting there waiting for phase three to start but phase three is where this fight starts to get really uh intense we'll say um this transition from phase two to three is where is pretty much one of the first big roadblocks of this fight uh there are several things that you have to worry about uh like threat drops and all that but we're going to get to that soon um do you have any questions about phase two before we move on
6: i think phase two is pretty clear um i guess other than picking up weapons do you have a general amount of people picking up the sword for the mc breaks or is it just all anybody who can use it it's the dagger that, or sorry, the breaks. dagger. Yeah.
0: yeah, we have. Um, uh, we ha- make sure to have our all our hunters get it uh, because they can wing clip, and that will uh, break the MC. Like they just have the dagger in their main hand.
1: So okay. it's important for hunters to have the full dagger yeah. skill too, huh?
0: Yes, you want everyone to have dagger skill. Uh, that's going to be breaking MCs. Uh, like, what's your melee situation? Like, what do you guys usually run?
6: It's a little bit of a mess, but we have uh, either one or two rogues. rogues. Yeah, Yeah, either one or two rogues. And uh, an enhancement.
0: Rogues are super useful in this fight.
5: We have a ret, too.
0: Well, a ret can't use a dagger, but
5: uh, they
0: can use the two-handed axe, so that's fun. Um, But yeah, you want a lot of people to have um, uh, the daggers because breaking MCs in Phase 4 is very, very important, but we'll get to that in just a little bit. Um all right, now. On to phase three. Uh this is when you get to fight all four of the mini bosses at the same time. And you have uh I think it's two minutes to do this. So what you need to have happen is um we've killed uh Thaladred, the guy that just randomly fixates at the back for a good reason because we need to have uh The first thing you have to deal with is the threat wipe mechanic. This is a very annoying thing. Um, What happens is if you are too far away when the bosses are resurrected, uh, they won't drop threat from when they were killed before. So if someone's too far away, uh, one of the advisors will just run and focus them, and then everyone's positioning is wrong it's really annoying so what you want to do is have pretty much everyone uh gathered fairly near where they need to be uh like fairly near like the bottom of the uh, like the stage-ish area that they have um when they're resurrected everyone goes to their spots immediately now uh tanking talonicus and sanguinar you're gonna they were uh Killed fairly near each other to the left of the stage. Tank the we have our paladin and druid uh, tank them over there. Uh, this way, um, the warrior tank is free to uh, do some do a very specific task, but we'll get to that in a bit. Um, our melee goes over to those two and just wails away, kills them as fast as they possibly can. Something that you need to add though is you need a hunt one of your hunters to go over there and uh, DPS those two down because the hunter puts a debuff on the uh, with the legendary bow. It will put a debuff on those guys that they take twenty five percent additional damage from melee. I think it's twenty five, might be less than that. Um, but that's very important because you need to get these guys down as fast as possible. So assign one of your hunters over there. He'll uh boost the damage of all your melee by quite a bit. Uh Have them cleave as much as possible. But you're not always going to be able to do that because the fixating guy is going to be wandering around. And he can fixate your tanks,
5: and it's really annoying when he does that. So those
0: two bosses... uh Sanguinar is still going to AoE fear, so drop, um, Tremor Totems pretty much on, uh, cooldown. Uh, the, the tank for that one should be the, uh, Paladin, because the Paladin can get the Legendary Shield. Uh, that has a, um, if you use that, you're immune to fear. The fear should never be an issue for the Paladin tank. Uh, the druid's going to tank the Talonicus. He still puts on the remote toy debuff which periodically stuns people but um, if you have the staff, the legendary staff, if you use it like a trinket uh, it will not let you get stunned by that so we can completely ignore that. Uh, It's advised that the uh, druid picks up the legendary staff as well since they can equip that along with their weapons and give all the melee the uh protection debuff or the protection buff sorry um now let's talk about uh, thaladrib this is the guy that randomly fixates people all of your melee or all of your ranged need to be on this guy uh and they need to dps him as fast as humanly possible um we have our uh warrior tank equip the dagger and attack him because the dagger does a similar thing to what the bow does and that it uh boosts uh, spell damage. So you attack him uh we have our warrior do that as he fi- uh, he puts the debuff on gets as much uptime on it as possible. Uh we have people kite him as best they can so that uh you can um a DPS him down as quickly as possible. The uh thing you really need to do is work on tanking on, uh, kiting him properly so uptime is as best as you can get it. Um, God, I hear myself repeat. I hear myself repeating, God damn it. Uh, (laughs) uh, this is pretty much where your phase three will live and die, is if you can get Thaladra down quickly. Uh, once you get him down, ranged goes to Capernaum, which is the mage, and, uh, they just DPS her down as fast as as they can. You really have to push your DPS as hard as you can in this phase because you want maximum one of these uh, advisors or mini bosses up when uh, the boss becomes active. Uh, After a minute 50 or two minutes, um, phase three ends no matter how many bosses are still up and uh, Kael'thas becomes active. So. Uh the reason we have our prot uh warrior uh just dealing with Thaladred and putting the debuff on is so that he no matter what uh can always be there to pick up kalthos immediately now before we get out of phase three uh do you guys have any questions
1: I've got one. um oh go ahead Bob My one question is: like, once you put on the weapons, like they don't disappear, right? Like, you just have the weapon for the. So you should make a macro that equips the weapon and does the use on the weapon as well, so that you could just use that same button to use the use whenever it's up. Correct. Yes. Okay. Cool. Right, Harskar. Um,
6: so you stress like the damage on this phase is pretty like the demand is pretty high is this generally when you would use lust
0: this is I imagine al- this is always when. We okay lust,
6: yes and then also do you have people hold like two minute in cd trinkets on phase two to use them on this phase
0: no we use we generally um let people use those on phase two. okay uh if you pop them right at the beginning of phase two they are up pretty soon they should be up when a bloodlust is up right that in, makes sense uh, phase three uh so yeah there's no point in saving them uh for that just because the time difference. Um, but,
5: Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Any other questions?
6: No, no, I'm good. That's, that's it for me. That's a-
0: yeah. Like I'm going to like, I, I phase three is where, uh, you're going to have, that's where we had our most wipes was on phase three. Um, not that many, but yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Um, the transition to phase four, if you can get that down, you pretty much have the fight in the bag. Now, not completely, but you have most of the fight down if you can get that. Um, Phase four is when Kale is active. Now, he immediately... uh, You need to have someone there to pick him up, and you also should have someone there to interrupt because his fireballs do a shit ton of damage, and you want to have as few of them go through as possible. So if you guys have two rogues, this is a great... Like it's good to have them there and just have them coordinate their kicks. And if the if something bad happens, an enhanced shaman can uh earth shock it, mages can counterspell it, yeah. Do whatever you can. Now, uh at the start of phase four, you'll clean up whatever uh advisors are left or the mini bosses are left, hopefully just one, ideally zero. Um you're going to start having phoenixes spawn randomly. Now the phoenixes are annoying to deal with. Um, We have our prot pally uh, kind of kite them. Uh, But to help with that, we also have our uh, uh, elemental shaman frost shocking them because just having them move slowly through a consecrate makes it so much easier for them to get threat. Uh, Tell your, you need to have all your people be aware. Um, like don't stand in them because they hellfire and they, they kill themselves pretty much. Sometimes you'll have to help them along, uh, due to some timing issues, but that's the first thing you're going to notice next. Uh, he does flame, uh, kale does flame strikes. They are big, obvious, and should never kill anyone. Uh, but they do a ton of, it does a ton. Of, it's non-survivable if you stand in it. so, uh, it's a large moving, like, orange circle. So don't stand in that. Um, other than that, let's see. This is where the kale starts to mind control people. Now, the way to get rid of this is for people to be hit with the dagger, the legendary dagger. This is why, if you have um, rogues, they can easily just walk up and shiv people with the dagger, and that usually immediately gets them out of it. Uh, with the sword the sword actually gives them a movement speed bonus so they can move quickly to find people but it's still quicker if you have like your hunters in like the main group of people they can just uh wing clip or raptor strike if they want to not put a movement debuff on people that immediately remove that can move the uh, mc really quickly Getting those MCs away very quickly is the most important thing in uh, Phase 4. Um, the only other thing that he that Kale does is what's called a uh, shock barrier. This is where he puts a shield up that absorbs 50,000 damage or more than that. Um, and he starts casting uh, Pyroblast. Now, uh, one Pyroblast does like 60,000 to 80,000 damage. It's completely non survivable. Except for the fact that you have the legendary shield, which gives you like 100,000 um, damage uh, shield. So you use that. Uh, you have your DPS, DPS down the shock barrier as fast as possible, and interrupt the uh, Pyroblast. You should be able to get it down before a Pyroblast goes off, but if you don't, have like use the shield pretty much no matter what? Absorb the first one and then interrupt the next pyroblast, and he goes on to his normal rotation after that. Uh, your DBM, if you get you guys use DBM, don't you? Yep, yep. Okay, uh, DBM should, uh, it'll be a big thing that, uh, it's a big uh, bar there that says shock barrier. Now, the thing that you have to worry about in Phase 4, once you're, you've you transitioned to Phase 4 and things are going well, is you don't want to... Uh, the phoenixes, when they die, they leave an egg. If you don't kill the egg in uh, about 15 seconds, the phoenix will respawn, Kale will spawn another phoenix, and then you've just got... you You will quickly die because there are just too many phoenixes running around. So when the phoenix dies... It spawns an egg. You need everybody, and I mean everybody, to run to the egg and DPS it down as fast as possible. Um
1: What kind of health is on the egg?
0: Uh forty thousand, fifty thousand. It's a significant amount. Like you need to con- you need to have everyone concentrate on it immediately. Uh, I should have looked up the totals before it is, I knew I was forgetting to do something. But um Making sure that the, uh, phoenixes, the phoenix eggs and the shock barrier don't line up. That's going to be a hard share. That's going to be your most stressful thing to do in phase four. Uh, so what we do is if an egg is going to spawn, uh, too near it, we have like myself and maybe a couple of the hunters. We just DPS down the uh, phoenix a little early. Egg spawns early, kill the egg, get back to kale. Um, it's going to be, uh, like with a lot of other things I've said it's going to be a feeling out period where you you find out like what's the proper time to uh leave yourself so that you can get back to a shock barrier as soon as possible um with the legendary weapons it is easier to get through a lot of these tight uh, checks cuz you're going to be doing pretty good dps like uh the legendary staff is it's pretty powerful uh It might mess with some of your uh, hit uh gems if you have any hit from your weapon, so just keep an eye on that. I don't um, think any
1: of the locks do, but yeah, it's like three hundred and fifty spell power as opposed to like I have the bis weapon, which is like two hundred and twenty something spell power, so yeah. it's definitely it's definitely a jump
0: yeah you'll you'll see some pretty impressive crits um. But uh, especially because with the debuffs from the other legendary weapons, you're going to be doing 25% additional damage. So uh, you want to DPS Kale uh, as much as you you want to get as much uptime on him while minimizing the amount of time you have to spend uh, DPSing a Phoenix uh, and the Phoenix eggs. So uh, DPS Kale as fast as possible. Then uh, it just goes back and forth. Um, Egg kale shock barrier kale until you hit get him to 50 percent once he's at 50 percent uh phase five starts now phase five uh there's a bit of an intermission where he like he becomes invulnerable to damage he like races up into the air absorbs power from like the room like does a megalomaniacal speech
5: and then um uh Phase five starts
0: uh now in phase five um he no longer mind controls people, he no longer does um pyroblasts. he still puts up shock barrier, but he uh doesn't do anything else with it uh There are two schools of thought for uh phase five a lot of guilds just zerg him down after this they ignore he keeps spawning phoenixes, so a lot of guilds just ignore the phoenixes um
1: or have the pally tank him maybe.
0: No, they just ignore them. Like, you can put down frost traps and they're pretty easy to avoid. Um, They just zerg him down from 50% to zero. It's not like if you start getting, like, if you have really good uptime on him and people aren't having to dodge too many phoenixes, it's really easy to do a lot of damage to. Um, We've done that sometimes. We've also killed phoenixes and done it, like, been careful about it. Like, our first kill took, I think, 17 minutes. That's a really long time to be doing a boss fight. So I would say, uh, try the Zerg method your first time there. If it doesn't work, uh, you'll have to find the new rhythm of killing Phoenixes, getting on the kale, or kill, uh, killing, the eggs, getting on the kale and just making sure you don't get overrun with Phoenixes. Uh, pretty much no matter what, once you hit about 25%, um, just stay on kale. The big new, uh, Mechanic is called uh that he will do is called. Uh, he teleports everyone to like his feet right in front of him and he throws everyone into the air and you like just swim around in the air. You need everyone to spread out during this phase because he starts doing a chain lightning. You also need to have, especially your tank, look out for these dark clouds with like purple energy coming off of them uh, because if they touch those, their HP gets reduced, and you really don't want your main tank to like lose all these HP at this point. Um, now so, is,
1: though, is this the phase where you're like actually flying?
0: Yes, that's what gravity lapses. Like okay. you just you swim around in the air. you spread out you want to get pretty close to the ground because gravity lapse only lasts about I think, 20 seconds, 25 seconds. Um, if you're up in the air too high, you will take falling damage. so you want to spread out near the ground um now what kale does is he will in this phase um just chain put shock barrier on himself so it's very difficult to do a lot of damage to him um because your melee is not going to be able to get uptime on him uh cuz the uh, dark clouds are going to be near him usually and you don't
5: want to die to that so um
0: during that uh that's when we will dps down any uh phoenixes or eggs if we see them uh that's when we go after them once um gravity lapse ends he stops casting shock barrier on himself just dps him down uh just go as hard as you can it like phase five is one of the easier phases as long as you have enough people uh, alive and people can dodge the clouds uh do you have any questions
6: Um, I would say on, I believe it's phase four, you tell me it's phase four or five when it starts that the boss will, uh, and you to use the staff buff on somebody. Is that Uh, only on the main tank or is it? That's uh, phase
0: three. Like the conflag is only going to be from Capernaum. And yeah, you need to make sure everyone, everyone possible has, uh, the staff buff on them. Um, okay. And is that just
6: I, something that they can cast on themselves or is that something they cast on somebody else?
0: No, it's if you use the staff like a trinket, like it gets everyone within like uh 30 yards. Ahead. Oh, okay, okay. It's an AoE. Um I should have said this. Uh he does do a um like an arcane explosion that can uh slow people, but if you have the staff buff, it's not an issue. So, just make sure everyone has a staff buff on them. Uh again, there's a weak aura that like tracks if a tank doesn't have it on. Just keep an eye out for that. Sorry. So is that a
5: group thirty yard buff or is it anyone in thirty yards raid? Okay. Wow. Okay.
4: And
6: then um, in phase four, I've seen it do. A f- I've seen it done a couple different ways. How'd you guys find the most success for kiting the phoenixes? Like, did you do it just right behind the raid or to the side?
0: Considering like where they spawn is completely random, we mm-hmm. just like we have our uh, we have our Ellie shaman uh, frost shock them. That usually actually gets since that does decent threat that usually gets good threat on them and then our paladin tank just uh starts tanking like slowly sets up his um consecrate so that it's just slowly moving uh through it and that gets him threat and that works just fine okay um, so he's
6: not he doesn't really have like a pattern for where he's going he's kind of just ping pong from each phoenix that spawns in
0: yeah he tries to, he tries to just get it out of the middle of the raid and okay. no matter what don't let it run through the tank that's the big issue like You want to minimize the damage that's going to be on your tank at this point. Uh, Because Kale does do quite a bit of damage,
5: especially if a fireball gets through. So
0: That's about it. Good lord, I just talked for like 30 minutes.
6: (laughs) Yeah, dude. That was great. I was going to say, it it is good because a lot of the times, uh, watching guides and even bods isn't normally enough. When you when you actually get into the fight, you end up finding little things that your guild specifically has issues with, and yes. that you end up working through. And yeah, it's um,
5: can definitely cost a few wipes doing it that way.
0: Oh, I completely agree. Like, yeah, this is and again, this is just my guild, so it's entirely possible that all of this you guys might have uh, different ways of overcoming this stuff. But that's just that, yeah. that's our best way.
2: Or we'll just one shot Kael'thas super easy, <laughs> no worries at all. <laughs>
0: I would be so proud <laughs> of you if you guys did that. You would well, I really mean to respect. If I promise, we, there's a zero percent. <laughs> if
1: we did, it would be definitely. It would have been definitely helped by this conversation. This this was definitely cool.
0: Hey, we're here to help. I like to like help other people do uh, achieve boss kills. It's fun. Awesome. Yeah, my job doesn't
2: seem that hard, so I feel confident for tomorrow. Are you the warrior tank? I'm the warrior tank.
0: Yeah, you are pretty much... uh, You get to tank Sanguinar, tank uh, an axe, and then tank Kale. Yours is not the... I can handle it. it, That's not the most strenuous part.
5: That means I get to yell at other people.
0: But you do need to... If you follow our strat, yeah, you do need to put the dagger buff on. I hope you have dagger skill right.
5: I do, because I have the Vash dagger.
0: So I trained it up. Oh. Weren't you a warrior in classic or were you a
2: Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a thorough I'm a thoroughbred warrior now, through and through. We're going yeah. all the way.
0: Don't
6: act like you're confident in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're the one a druid, I think, the second week of classic. Yes. <laughs>
2: sir. I was like, warrior's <laughs> worthless, we can't do anything, no. <laughs> oh,
0: I was a warrior for all the classic. Alright, well I, oh, sorry. Uh, I was gonna say, yeah, I had daggers. Like that was like the weapon I used almost. Yeah, probably. I was already at three hundred. Yeah,
1: yeah. I just, I just worked up everything one night with Bell healing me while I was watching Netflix in uh, Blasted Lands, and just worked it all up, even unarmed.
2: I like to imagine Mel doesn't get to watch Netflix like just Bob's <laughs> watching Netflix while Mel's at the computer healing.
1: <laughs> uh well this this was great thank you guys so much for joining us uh does anybody have any shout outs uh Harsh, Harshgar, do you wanna shout somebody out um shout out to boys and bob and his podcast and yep <laughs> or maybe your uh beautiful girl who's been just uh killing it in d p s yep uh
6: fiance as of one month ago nice thank nice God. congrats, congrats, thank you.
0: congratulations.
1: Thank you. And then, Nay uh, Naismith, do you have any shout-outs to your guild or anything?
0: Oh, no. I, I talk to those fuckers enough as it is.
1: <laughs> fair, fair. All right, well, we're going to get back to the regular show. Thank you guys for listening in. I hope this helps other people, and we're out. Peace. All right, we're back. and Thank you to Naismith and Harskar for taking their time and Harskar had a, a lot of great questions. I had, I think it was a really good idea to bring him along for that. Thank you, Nay, Naismith, for all the tips. Definitely helped us
2: this week. And, and I was only yeah. I wasn't there for content. I'm throwing that out there. You probably didn't hear much from me. I was there for raid purposes to hear about what we needed for raid. I was eating dinner. <laughs> I'm like, oh yes, tell us more. <laughs> but uh we really appreciate that info.
1: I was trying to ask questions I thought were pertinent but the best questions definitely came from our raid leader Haraskar. so thank you to him for taking time out of his day to come on that and i think it did help us quite a bit going into there so that being said episodes too long no add-on of the week this week send us in your week auras or add-ons because we need some more content for that to help us actually bring good ones to you All right. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at WC Reloaded. And you can follow the Mash Those Buttons Network at the Mash Network. If you want to send us an email and have your email possibly read on the show, it's WCRpodcast at gmail.com. That's WCRpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to interact with the host or get Yip's soundbite for the Alliance, you can do so by joining mash.gg slash discord. Ratings and reviews help the podcast out a ton. iTunes, uh, uh, WarcraftRadio.com, these uh, help us tremendously, and we read them on the show, and they help us with Google searches. Also, the best way, like I always say, is to tell your friends about the podcast. Yell it out in Walmart. Hey, everybody, Google Warcraft Reloaded. It all helps. So try to keep doing that and keep helping us out and we'll keep bringing you tbc and wild classic content
2: all right ryan where can we find you hi you can find me on twitter at cognitive pit or on youtube youtube.com slash cognitive pit
1: awesome awesome and mel isn't here to say oh you can't find me anywhere (laughs) so you know unfortunately (laughs) You can find me on Twitter at Blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. You can find me on Twitch, sometimes streaming at twitch.tv slash Bob. All right. This was a crazy episode. A crazy I can't episode. believe we actually killed Mel in the middle of it.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to think back when it happened exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she was like,
1: okay, uh, we're going on to news. I'm going to she was probably just like I'm going to rest my eyes for a second and then
2: oh yeah it was gone. definitely like I'm going to get a drink and then she like looked at the bed <laughs> and was yep. like just to 30 seconds just a just <laughs> just going to rest my eyes yeah I've been there I almost do that all the time, for raid a lot of the time. I try to fit in like a forty-minute nap, and I'm like, "What time is it? Did I miss raid?" Okay. Oh god, <laughs> that's the worst. When you wake up, and you're like, "Whoa, whoa, what's 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 going yeah, on?" Yeah, like I really hope it's not tomorrow morning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you like you're like you 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 like home at two, and you're like, oh, I think I could take a quick nap, and then you wake up at nine, and you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck. Uh, all right, guys. Well, we're uh, for anybody watching live, we're going to send you into the uh, into the uh, talk with with Na Smith. Thank you guys so much for hanging out, and let me go ahead and switch that over, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.